What is going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 84. I'm just looking at a logo right now. I don't know why, but here we are. There it is. Are you are you guys still muted? You're muted again. Joel? No, I know, I know. I was yeah, doing I something else. Thank you. <laughs> <so good>. much. <laughs> Thank you so that was much. The worst for... intro ever. I know the song even like got like a second cut off in the beginning, too. It was pretty sick, dude. Um, okay, killing it. What up, y'all? We're here again. Cali Death Podcast, episode 84. Yeah, yeah, we're here with the resident, two of the three resident homies again. uh, Joseph is out jamming right now, getting ready for some ominous ruin gigs. And, you know, that's just as important, if not more important right now. So he needs to get get going on that. And there he is. So we'll have him back as soon as he's ready to uh, come back. We love him and we miss him. What up to Joel and Casey? What's going on, brothers? And uh, today we are honored and blessed with the presence of nicole papa stavru Did yes I say it? you got it right, <laughs> right. fuck i said papa it like stavru. 17 times in my head I while I read, I, and right. then it came up and then i was like reading okay i got it i got it and it really is like once you said that that pronunciation like once you read it it, mm. it actually is just pronounced pretty much the way you read it you know pretty much but i think most just, people just inti- don't read it all it's the an, way it's an intimidating <laughs> thing you know it's like Christina Pajitsky. Like nobody can say Pajitsky. So they just call her Christina P. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I get the Nicole P thing a lot. There you go. It's much Used easier. It. But uh thank you so much for uh giving us your time tonight. That this is something mm. that I've been excited for for a while because uh you're a fucking shredder. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've and, been stoked to be on the show too. Thanks so much. Hell for yeah. Me. And we've seen you in the chat every now and then too. So it's like, yeah, it's always that's always cool to like cross the the wires of the twitch fam you know what i'm saying yeah like, hell yeah that's what we need to do and <laughs> since we're since we're newer than you guys like we're we're kind of riding your coattails a little <laughs> bit oh what up casey <laughs> what up casey how's it going dude Sorry. what are your thoughts on this casey uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> i wanted to jump in there no, I'm just go for it. Uh, <laughs> the no the cool thing about nicole i mean the funny thing that always our inside joke is like when i was first starting this out i was I think I rate. I think I have like a fifty percent success rate on trying to rate her. Yes, <laughs> I remember. We were trying to help I you. I, I do know. remember that, dude. And I remember there was even one time she was just laughing the shit out because you were just you couldn't pull it off, dude. I remember I went in the uh, in her chat and I was like, "Did I rate you?" You're like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> and I was like, Fuck, "Well, you want to laugh?" The first time I tried to raid, um, I I forgot to like put the underscore in Justin's name. And then I just rained, raided like a dead channel. Oh, and it, it so was whoever, whoever owns like the Justin McKinney channel. Like I just raided and it was just a, a dead channel. So we did like everyone still went to Justin's channel and we're like, yeah, fake yeah. Raid. they knew where to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're like fake raid yeah. or manual what, raid. It's a manual. Know, raid. Right? I've had people say that in the comments. People were like, I'll just do it myself <laughs> in the comments. Just like, I'll just go myself. I think Troy said that Troy Fullerton was like, I'll yeah. just do it myself. We yeah. go. <laughs> I'll just catch a ride, dude. Just I'll call an Uber. Yeah. Dude. It's fine, dude. Yeah. I'll meet you guys there. Dude. Oh, man. That's so good. Well, but yeah. Fuck. Yeah, so finally get you on. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. I was gonna say real quick, you know, because we just have to address it. You're you're the third female that's been on the show. We've been into the. Okay. This is a 84, so this is super cool because you know, as a dad of a daughter, I love um, the recent examples of of like strong womanhood that I've been finding in the metal community. You know, and and 
you're a very great example of that. I can't wait to show you to my daughter. So Aww. it'll, you know, inspire her maybe, or if it doesn't, it's just to show her that, you know, not only can women run with the boys, we got some examples here that, especially you, that can run circles around these boys too, <laughs> you know? So, okay. try. yeah. The expectations are much higher and you're constantly under a microscope for it. So yeah, that, oh, yeah. that does help. One of the inside jokes I was going to, I mean, not inside jokes, but with myself and maybe Chaney, but it was like, I was going to ask like, what's it like being a girl in the metal scene? Cause I'm sure like she's, um, she's like, fuck, I've been asked that like 350 million <laughs> times, you know? And I yeah. was like, so it's like, it's like the most common question, but I mean, it is a question that it's everyone that we all want to hear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Or, it's like so male dominated, you know, our whole time. The inside joke about even going to metal shows it's like all dudes you know and then they're a couple girlfriends or something like that and we're seeing that kind of flip and we're seeing like you know a lot more females there like on their own like fuck yeah it's like they're into metal on their own. you know they're not just being dragged or something to a, a guy a guy screaming and barking on stage they're like into it you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's kind of like tables are turning and the tides are turning so it's fucking awesome but not just that not just being in the crowd like obviously nicole on stage too yeah she uh, she's showing everybody up on stage as well totally know? totally so yeah i thank you so much again i i say thank you probably a thousand times in all my intros but it is true uh, thank you so much yeah of course my my pleasure and and i'm i'm down to answer that that question too um i'm like i don't know i feel like now it's it's more common like you guys were saying um, but when I first started and when I first started touring when I was like 18, <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was like, I don't know, 15 years ago or something. Um, I kind of just got used to like getting asked whenever we showed up at the venue, like, Oh yeah, merch is over there. Or like, <laughs> are they like, are you like somebody's girlfriend or something? And you know, like I used to get like super offended, you know, but I was mm -hmm. also like kind of younger then and just like more like rude. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, like I'm, you know, I'm the guitar player. This is my band. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. I wrote everything. I started as you should. this fucking as band. You should, as like, you should. Yeah. As you know, should. Um, no, like I wasn't that bad, but you know, like after a while, I was just like, oh, I just be like, okay, thank you. Like when they tell me where like the merch is to set up, and then I would just <laughs> yeah. do my thing, yeah. set up on stage, and then like afterwards, I'd get the whole like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, like. You know, really be good for a girl is like... during that. Like you get up, you get up on stage and then you do your thing and then you get back off and then you walk up to that dude and be like, wait, where's the merch table again? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I was, I think I was a little more shy back then, you know, there's something and... redeeming about that. I remember like I've probably even told the story before, but I remember like we played a show at the pound once and, and the, the Hells Angels were running it and they were so fucking like rude to me and like, like. Just oh. screaming and where my stuff was supposed to go and they were just like kind of like laughing and like having fun and then after they got we got off stage they were like well, fucking love your band like and they just like carried all of my like all of our stuff off for us like here you go where do you want it like, oh, that, that yeah. was awesome man that was, wow. i was like right i was like man yeah, i remember dude. the pound <laughs> yeah oh, yeah sick. i think Hell the last yeah. show i went there was um strapping young lad Damn, when, when Devin still had his skullet right right <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. that's awesome <laughs> Well, that's, that's so awesome. cool. That then. was the first memory that came of the pound. I'm like, oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> well, that's a good. That's a good segue because, like, I, I want to know where you grew up. I want to know your origin story. If you've watched this show before, you know that's yeah. how we like to start it. So, um, yeah, take us back, Nicole. Take us back to your childhood. <laughs> what what 
music caught your ear, you know, deeper than other music and all that yeah. stuff? And then what led to you wanting to play an instrument? Um, wow. Well, that goes like way back then, right? Yeah, um, we want way back. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, everything kind of started when I was like nine or 10 years old. And um, my parents wanted me to wanted to send me to music lessons. Where so, were you living at the time? I was living um, in L.A., like okay. in actually uh, Paul's Verdes area. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they wanted me to they want to send me to get lessons for something. And they're like, oh, you just have to pick like what instrument you want to play. And I think I was trying to decide between like keyboard and guitar. And I, I didn't really find my niche in like music yet. I was just kind of listening to like you know, K-Rock and was just super into like the grunge thing. Like I hadn't really discovered like metal yet. Yeah. I was super into like Pearl Jam and like Alice in Chains and stuff like that. Nirvana. That was like what I thought was heavy, you know, when totally, I was a kid. Totally. Because it's all that was like fed to me really like through the radio. Mm -hmm. I didn't have mm -hmm. anyone in my family that was like musical or that like showed me anything. Um, but my dad, I, I remember, ironically enough, he used to bring home um this makes me feel really old but laser discs nice. just bring laser nice. discs of uh live performances by garth brooks wow. and so that's what i was like kind of seeing like at home like he was just playing his acoustic star on stage and in one of the um videos he took his guitar and smashed it on stage and that just like clicked something like inside me where i was like that's so hardcore like i want to play guitar because i want to smash a guitar right right stage. how hilarious would it be if that was like at the end of i've got friends yeah <laughs> i don't remember Places. what and i never really like listened Shabah! to him yeah, or country to like remember like what the songs were or anything like that it was just like an image i remember seeing that made me decide that i wanted to play guitar because i thought right. that was like a badass thing to do Totally. I'm like that probably wouldn't be as cool if you smashed like a keyboard on stage. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a keyboard, one of those keyboard guitars. What are they? What are those called? Uh, keyboards? Keytar. Nice. I mean, I got, they're pretty wild too. But. I got down with Garth, dude. I was, I was when I was growing up, man. Like my oh, mom dude. was really into Garth, and I watched. I, we didn't have Laserdisc. That's like next level. But we definitely dude, watched those DVD, concerts. Dude. It should have been Laserdisc like, until like, fucking Blu-rays. Like, 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 <laughs> I, like I remember a concert like like the drummer comes up on this like spaceship drum set, dude, and it's like, oh my god, sick. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. spaceship drum set. It, did, yeah, it like took off and I don't went, know, man. Uh, like a I, rocket. I can't remember. I have to like check, like I don't know. Look it up. Man. <laughs> I have to check it out on YouTube or something, dude. Yeah, it's been so it's long. Kind of like my like unassuming story of like why I chose to to play guitar, and you know, from there, like. And I got lessons and really just like learned how to like read tabs for my instructor. And he taught me like a bunch of like Pearl Jam songs and Jimi Hendrix. And then I think I discovered Metallica after that. And I'm like, oh, this is like a little bit heavier than all of that. And then I went to school and, you know, I think like my first year of high school is when I started meeting other people that played guitar because I was always like the only one. Like I never met anyone that had like played guitar in school. Um, and I started meeting like, a couple guys and they were like kind of burning like CDs for me. Like, oh, you should check this out. Like someone yeah. burned me a CD and it just said um, Zachy Wild on it. Nice. And I'm like, who's I'm like, who's this? Like, who's Zachy Wild? You know, and it was a Black Label Society. 
uh, yeah. CD. And when I when I heard that, I was like, I just had no idea that like guitar tone could be that heavy. Right. So that yeah. was another like clicking point for me where I was just like, whoa, like this is kind of taking it like a step up from like Metallica and like it's just heavier. There's just heavier riffs. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then I think like someone burned me like <laughs> like a die cast CD too. <laughs> nice. I was down with yeah, die cast yeah. that first and- record. So. Yeah, you know, so it was like the same thing, just like hearing these like heavier riffs and stuff and then like slowly discovering like other other bands. And, you know, I used to have these like competitions with like the guys in school where we would try to like figure out albums by ear mm-hmm. and um, see how far like we were getting. Challenge yourself with. That's a really good thing. Yeah. And and Justice for All was one of those albums um, that, you know, we weren't allowed to like look at tabs or anything. We had to just sit there and like, and finish by ear and then like tell each other like i finished track four i finished track five like (laughs) you know so yeah that's kind of like where that's teenage so that's teenage years that's high school when you're doing that that was like early early teenage years and then um i moved up to norcal and i think that's where i really kind of like set my roots and started actually like going to shows and like playing in bands and like meeting people and were you yeah. in the Bay? I I was in Elk Grove, which is like Sacramento oh, yeah. Yeah, area. Yeah. And, but all my friends lived in the Bay. And like mm-hmm. I had joined the first band that I joined. Um, they were all from like Antioch area oh, and like Martinez. Yeah. So I was commuting there on Amtrak like every week. And my mom was kind enough to like buy me Amtrak tickets to go to band practice. <laughs> <laughs> until nice. like i you know got my driver's license and like started driving and going out there so like i really like didn't have the too many friends in sacramento because i was in the barry all the time so i was going to like yeah. a lot of like barrier shows like at gilman and um you know the pound and everything so um, what was your first can you remember your first pound gig i think actually it was like bleeding through or something okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah i went through like a little like metalcore phase before i discovered death metal mm-hmm. and i was like That's oh this is natural pr- progression <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. with us it yeah. was new metal in high school and then after that like metal core it started just getting heavy well mm-hmm. then death metal and all that was like joel you know joel always says that he wasn't really ready for it i wasn't really ready for it it kind of came kind of early but like yeah i'd say that metal core from new metal moving forward is a natural progression mm-hmm Except yeah, me. I think like the first. Yeah, except Casey wasn't like that. Oh, yeah. You oh went, no. You went grunge origin. Oh, you went punk. You went punk. You know. You went I punk. guess. I guess you could say. I mean, I, I guess I went from like Tool and Rush to death metal, which is kind of a jump. But I just kind of leaped from Tool straight to Cannibal Corpse. But you had a punk that. phase though, too, right? I feel oh, like yeah. people punk, people yeah, go like uh, new metal or punk. It's like kind of like point, depending yeah. on the you know. I see people yeah. use either one of those in our age group. I mean, I always loved thrash. Like I was always like, fuck yeah, Metallica and you know, Megadeth. And by the way, that nice. thrash documentary I was watching the last night was super sick. Yep. Oh, sweet. Which one? All these, I... I don't even know what it's called. I have to look. It's like the Thrash Years or something. I don't know. There... Okay. There was, it's like some... Uh... It's on Amazon. I was watching the Randy Rhodes one, and then the this was another one I was watching. But damn, oh, it's yeah. so sick! It's like Jesus, dude, that shit's so good. Like Which all the I'll, I'll find keep, it real fast, yeah. dude. Hold pull on. it up. It's um, so good. 
it's yeah. cool because yeah you're talking about like you were in elk grove and stuff and and i've brought it up a lot too when i live, lived in sacramento for about four or five years um actually until 2019 i was there and um just seeing that you know that scene was like flourishing now compared to the pound the pound get, bay area days it's kind of like flicked flipped kind of a little bit what's up what was it called get get thrashed get oh, thrashed. i have heard of that yeah i haven't seen the it story yet. of thrash metal totally yeah, nice. oh yeah i'll definitely check it yeah, yeah just seeing the seeing that flip of the bay like because it's the bay is becoming you know like a lot of places in this area is, you know it's like way too expensive to live so people are kind of bailing and they've gone up north you know they've gone to like sacramento and stuff and there's just venues popping up all over the place there and like you know like gabe seber scene and all that shit like that shit's like people will just randomly be no-name bands on a tuesday and they'll be like sold out you know you gotta like, think, and i'm not trying to go too far into this but i was just realizing this dude sacramento is a great place an all great alternative place than the bay when you're on tour because your drive from sacramento to LA is the same as San Francisco. So now they don't have any other drive more driving to do, but it's just now they're going a little more central California to get to Sacramento. And you'll back see, down. Yeah, you'll you'll see like how well Santa Cruz shows do when they skip Sacramento and they don't do the Bay or something. Like Santa Cruz mm. shows will be sold out because they're all the Sacramento people and everyone just come down because they're like, yeah, oh yeah, beach it's and the stuff. Only one. Yeah, I yeah. remember a lot of the tours would go through the boardwalk in Orangeville. Yep. Yep, we played there a bunch. That's of times. I remember. Yeah. Like I yeah, was going please. to a lot of shows there, um, and then uh, West Coast Worldwide was kind of like my hometown venue. What, mm. what was that? I never so, heard that name. So it was a it's a very small venue that was uh, downtown Sacramento, okay. and I mean they had metal shows there too, but it was like predominantly like hardcore shows. Okay. Um, and gotcha. it was just yeah, kind of like a death trap like a lot of people would be afraid to go there because there's just mm -hmm. nowhere to like get away from the pit oh, right. okay. <laughs> and it was like yeah. really small just like a brick building with like a stage that was made out of like plywood <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so really like, like killing and shit. oh yeah yeah that, that was also me when i was like 16. <laughs> i was uh definitely chipped like all my teeth in that venue so. <laughs> i was i was wild <laughs> yeah that reminds me of Pit Shark. Shout out Pit Shark real quick. Who? Uh, Pit Shark 666. Her name's Liberty. She will oh. fuck you oh, up. God. Oh, my God. She will literally fuck your shit sideways in oh the pit, God. dude. And, she's and not, she loves it. She's not tall, but she's, like, stout. And she just, She'll like... get underneath you. You don't even know. Yeah. Oh and she's just God. going the whole time. Just, like... And just, yeah, just constantly. Yeah. That's oh what she's God. known for. It's brutal. Yeah, I, I yeah. tried like take advantage because I'm like, oh, I'm like small and light. I can just jump on anybody that I want, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So I played that game. I mean, I see Justin, that show that I, we hung out at, at um, in Berkeley, um, Zenith Bastard was playing. And mm -hmm. there was like this, we were just hanging out, like a group of us were just hanging out, like three people deep from the pit. We're like, we want to be, we're old now. We don't want to, even though yeah, like I thought about yeah. it a little bit, I'm like, I, I still have that, like, I should go in. No, I'm not going to do it. I should go, you know. I was going back and forth, and um, before I knew it, I was on my ass with my beer in my face, like going like on my face. And oh, there were seven or eight people that got just it was like a bowling ball thing of like three or four, like six foot, like three, 250 pound <laughs> dudes. And they just took out our section 
And I was completely midair. I was like hanging out and I'm just midair and on the ground before I even know what's going on. And I'm just like laughing. And but my beer went like upside down on my face, just down my shirt. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, You know what's funny about that story is you just told me that on Friday, by the way, but so I had to hear it again right now. Uh, <laughs> but the what's the most important part of that story for you to tell is that the beer was poured in your face. Not that you broke your tailbone. I didn't bring you, my tailbone. I just bruised my ass. Uh, oh, my I thought you actually like fractured it. No, no, that's the Gojira show back. Oh, I, separate that, one. Um, so you, another Nicole, beer poured Nicole on your face on that night? Aftershock Festival. But, you know, remember that... Uh, Fest over in uh, Sacramento, they have like this humongous, you know, it was like Gojira, Mashuga, Slayer, Primus, like it was like the Tool, and, like all these like huge bands would play. And at the time, I was like way into Gojira, and this is like 2017 or 16. And I was like, it was one of those 50, 60,000 people like, like uh, festivals. And I was like, I was drinking a lot, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go the opposite way in the pit for this. <laughs> oh my fucking, God. Way too many people because they're like, they're playing the song I wanna hear. I gotta go in. And I went in, I was doing fine until like I met like a linebacker in yeah. the pit, and he just like sent me just like 20 feet back. I don't even know. It was like in, I was flying through the air and landed <laughs> on my butt. And I was like, hey, something's like sideways in my ass now, but it's fine. I'm drunk. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sideways and, in my ass. That's yeah. the only I, I kept telling all my friends, I'm like, something's sideways in my ass, but it, I don't feel any pain. <laughs> but um, oh my just because the alcohol was kind of like wearing it off. But then I stood up from it. And I was like, whatever, that hurt. And I stood up and then I caught the drumstick from the song. And I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. So I have the, I still have <laughs> that drumstick. Payment, dude. Walk <laughs> yeah. it off, walk it off. The next eight oh. weeks of oh PT. And... <laughs> I literally had to call him sick one time because I was sat down Jeez. on my computer chair in the morning and I couldn't get up. Oh, cool. yeah. so much pain. Yeah, I was like, I can't get up. I can't make it to work today. Oh <laughs> I bet it hurt to go potty too. Oh, God. <laughs> I screamed. Anyway, you had the, uh, so, uh, you had the, the donut, the blow up donut. <laughs> I, I think my pitting days are over. Yes, no, I know. I know. I'm like, I don't want to ruin my dates <laughs> now. I know. Yeah. I might just be like one time, be like, all right, for fun, let's all go in or something like that. But that's like for like I, two uh, rounds and I'm done. Suffo <laughs> used to be my band that would, I'd be like, I'm only going to pit for Suffo. And then I, we just recently saw Suffo and I was like, I'm not pitting. So I, I'm officially <laughs> retired now, guys. Uh, yeah. 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 That's when you know it's if like one of your favorite bands, you're like, ah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're wearing sandals, it's like gotta be careful with your toes, too. <laughs> I didn't, oh dude. God. I actually, you know, what? it's funny. What we met we met a few yeah. fans of the show too, and nobody called me out that I was wearing shoes, but I was like, dude, I can't go to a fucking metal show in sandals. It's not like <laughs> 55 degrees out when we leave, it'll be two o'clock in the morning. But if you're gonna be oh, on God. stage with sandals, you gotta walk the walk and flip the flop. All right. <laughs> Well, walk the walk and flip the flop, dude. I'm, oh my that, god! That, that, came out. that statement just made me realize: yes, I made a mistake. I should have been flipping the flop, dude. Just I wear some socks underneath, the flop. dude. And actually, nobody yeah. stepped on my feet that night either. So I was like, nah, I could have handled it. Fine. You know? No one <laughs> said you can't wear socks. I, I only go the thongs that go in between the toes, dude. That looks weird as shit when you wear sandals with those. I don't have the uh, slip-on ones. Dude. You're it's talking like about the slip-on on ones where you just sl slip on the. Uh, like regular. He's talking about wearing socks with flip-flops. Oh, you're saying it looks like karate. It looks like karate. Like they're called slides. Slides. Yeah, slides. Because slides. 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 Yeah. you just yeah, slide no. your feet in. I don't yeah. slide. Oh. I do the the thong, the flip-flop where it goes in between yeah. the big and the the middle. That was weird with people, You see people walking around like apartment complexes. Unless they wore green socks, then I'd be like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's why they're called thongs. You they are called thongs. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're thongs, they're kind of yeah. like yeah, yeah. 
toes thongs Little toe thongs yeah toe thongs. Toe thongs. No, i'm talking about wearing regular white socks so you gotta like you would have to like put your sock on like not completely tight so there's your enough. sock is just like right. yeah, in between yeah. your toes. and then if you look at like know. a teenage mutant ninja turtle foot that's what it would look like <laughs> Oh I don't understand. That goes stupid. back so far, dude. That they've been doing that for thousands of years, dude. That's like people, <laughs> dude, thousands people, people of Walmart.com. People of Walmart shit that it's totally. <laughs> I'm speaking of people of Walmart, we can uh, so Garth Brooks was the I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> I was gonna be I was like, like a, we never finished that that part. no we did we did. Oh, right. We did, like yeah. My, <laughs> my dad burned me a laser disc of uh but uh yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you're you're learning songs by by ear and stuff like that, going to shows. So what year is this? You're is this still when you're going to the pound and stuff and you move to the North Bay, are you still in high school or are you are you graduated? I was in high school. No, I okay. was in high school. Okay. Yeah. So you started. And then jamming after with too. Yeah. Yeah. I started, I think like the first band that I was in, um, in the East Bay, I was fifteen. And Jesus. then that was yeah, the first show that I ever played was at West Coast Worldwide nice um and then i think like shortly after that i was in like a few hardcore bands um and then i joined suffocate after oh wow uh chris story left to all parish yes okay okay yeah so that's the timeline yeah okay so that's when i joined suffocate and did you guys um, play at the pound with that lineup the suffocate when you were playing with them i can't remember if we played the pound i know I, we I, did like a couple west coast runs with like all shall perish and like suicide silence mm-hmm. um but it's kind of a blur like i do remember like danville grange um i remember jerry's pizza <laughs> oh jerry's yeah, pizza. yeah i do remember that too yeah the rest like i i can't really I must have been like contact high because <laughs> they that van was just always like hot boxed. Nice. And, and I was actually like straight edge back then too. So if you weren't ready so, and you were in that van, you'd you'd suffocate. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty there we much. Go. There we go. Yeah. I, I remember like it was so routine too, like it would be day of show, like hours before the show, and we're like driving around looking for weed. I'm just like, I don't understand this. Like, we need to yeah. go to the show, and they're like, right. we can't yep. go to the show until we get weed. I'm just like, okay. So yep, you, I remember you, that. at that time, you, you still hadn't partaken in the mother plant. I hadn't. <laughs> no, I, I think the the first time I officially did was when I was on tour in Europe and. I was like in Amsterdam and I'm just like, mm, I'll try this like spliff, but it was like right. disgusting because it was yeah, because like... it's like 90% tobacco. Yeah. They roll exactly. just a little bit of weed in there and they're like, yeah, dude, I'm getting high. And it's like, uh, I'm, I'm just getting nicotined out right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't really like start smoking weed and like vaping till like way later. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. You know, and That's now like I kind of, I don't really. I don't know. It's very, it's very random for me now. Um, it's, it's more of like a social thing. Like sometimes like if there's something going around, I'll be like, yeah, sure. But otherwise I'm just like, I haven't, you know, since I moved back to LA from New York, like I haven't really felt like smoking weed anymore. It's kind of yeah. crazy. I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I used to smoke like way too much when, you know, back in the decrepit days and stuff. Cause 
that's kind of like, you know, we go on tour with Cephalic and we be like, who's the biggest stoner band, dude? Like, you know, like <laughs> fighting with them, like who's the biggest stoner band to like now where I might hit a joint or something like, I don't know, yeah. like once every two months or something, or maybe I'll be drunk or something at home and a bong will get past me and I'll be like, eh, I'm drunk. So this is a bad idea. <laughs> might as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but it's used to be like a constant, like, you know, like like was like a part of my life constantly. And um mm-hmm. Once I had to quit for it, just basically getting jobs and stuff. I remember 2009, I finally was like, I just, I can't, like, I'm calling in sick because I smoked too much weed. You know, um, like, I yeah. just didn't want to go to work. I'm like, I don't want to go, dude. Like, this is stupid. And uh, yeah. and once I started doing that, I was like, this is, okay. I need to uh, mellow the fuck out. And and once I had to do, like, for a, a P test for a job, I had to stay sober for, like, a month long. But uh, I know, no <laughs> one, well, I know that's... Uh, they Fair beat enough. us when we were there at the border with us. Um, Cephalic was, I probably told the story a million times because I drink alcohol, another fucking <laughs> mind eraser. Um, but uh, we were at um, waiting in the fucking like holding area, and it's me and Lenzig sitting next to each other. And the fucking weed dog kept, or the drug dog kept biting him. <laughs> like, uh, literally, it like... like it would bite him. Like it, bought, <laughs> it bit him in the fucking van, and then he sat down, and then the dog bit him again. And I was like, dude, oh you're so God. you're such you're so full of weed. The dog's biting you. Okay, you win. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, no, it was yeah, it was it was fun while it lasted. But I I think the way to approach to do it would be the way that you're doing it, Nicole, is like wait till later in life and like maybe do it every now and then. But like um just or just never stop until you're twelve, you know. <laughs> I mean, well, since well, you're twelve, I mean, that's that was a stoner statement until you're twelve. Yeah, since it was. you're twelve. <laughs> No, I, I just did for like a few months. I don't think it's good I, I for like a developing like, mind. What's up? I just don't think it's good for a developing younger person, like mm-hmm. under when your brain's developing yeah, until you're twenty five. That's the statement right not. there. Yeah, I yeah. just found it helpful when I was in New York and I was working nights. Um, I kind of needed to vape a little bit before bed just to like wind down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. really, for me, it was more like medicinal and just helped me relax because you know, like I don't know the whole like rat race thing in New York is pretty brutal. And I spent totally. most of my adult life there, yeah, like almost 10 years on and off. Jesus. Um, so, you know, just like being in like bars and all that stuff till like four in the morning and like working, like I would get home at like four or five, usually like four thirty-five, And then I'm just like, my ears are ringing and I just, I can't. And you're like, the sun's about to come up right now. Yes, it's a really shitty, it's a really shitty feeling. I don't think I could never do it again, but yeah, yeah, it was definitely, it was more medicinal for me. And I think the last time I did was like after uh, we shot the super massive music video. Okay. That was like the, the most intense video that i've ever shot and after that like 13 hour day i was just like give me that fucking joint (laughs) 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 like pass that here yes yeah oh my god i agree i agree so so we're talking we were just to get back to the what the timeline a little bit you you were talking about finding weed on the road with suffocate so you're with suffocate at that time no that was after suffocate yeah I was, no, I know, I was but th- we got into this big weed conversation know, because you yeah. had mentioned they all needed to find the weed. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, but I didn't really tour with them. So they didn't really okay. start touring, I think, until Ricky, like Jared quit. And then Ricky joined the band. And that's, I had left um, 
before Ricky even joined. I think when Jared left is when I left because, like, I think that's who I really, like, clicked with in the band. And he yeah. moved away. Like, he moved to, like, Syracuse or something. And then I'm like, well, I don't think I can, like, do this band yeah. without you. So, the, yeah. The connection I, wasn't as deep once he was there. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so... I don't know. So that was kind of like over for me. And um, was Suffocate the second band? I'm sorry. Did you mention how many bands before you joined that band? You didn't even mention a band name too. We like to hear the old band names too. The first band name. Okay. The the yeah. first band that I was ever in. It was like this metalcore band called Shattered Screams. Shattered okay. Screams. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. It. Uh. No. It's. It's catchy. It's. It yeah. Falls right into that metalcore yeah. style. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you think about it, it's like screams can shatter glass. Type I. Yeah. I didn't. They just needed a guitar player. So, and I wanted to be in in a metal band. So. Yeah. I submitted my um my tryout video, and they thought it was a lie. They're like, Damn. they're like, I think that's fake. Yeah. I don't think she's really? playing that. They were calling so, fake like back then, because nowadays it's like that's like a thing people call out nowadays. But back then they were calling fake. Yes, which is kind of crazy to think about because I think we just had like I don't even remember how I recorded a video. It must have either been with like a flip phone or one of those really old like Macintosh computer cameras. Yep. Um. So I don't know how. I, you could even make a fake video back then. Like, I don't think I was even technologically <laughs> that advanced. <laughs> yeah, right. So, yeah, that was that was interesting. But I, I did have to, you know, go in person and, and prove myself. So, you know, part of the whole, like, uh, being a girl in metal, right? Yeah, I, mean, I guess that kind of metal. probably is, yeah. It, the the uh, chauvinistic people... Can that's probably why they said a fake. chick during the. What did I say? That's probably, why they said, that's probably why they said fake. They're like, oh, it's a girl. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, back I think then, that's they're, the like, they're being all dumb. Yeah, yeah. It really is. And then I just love the fact that you're like, fuck this. I'm, I'm going to show you in person. And then you did. And then they're like, uh, you want to be in our band? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So how long did that that other band last before and that um, went into suffocate? I don't know. That was like maybe a couple years and. There were there was like one other hardcore band called Torn Between, and they were like a straight edge beatdown band. Um, there was another band called Jaguars, uh, and then I think that's when I joined. I think I joined Suffocate when I was like eighteen or nineteen. Okay. So that must okay. have been after I did my first tour with Hoods, because that happened like right when I turned eighteen. So you played with Hoods or you toured with them? Um, I, I toured with them. So okay. I was like I was like in the band for maybe like, I don't know, six months or something. Trip. That didn't yeah, that didn't last very long. It was a terrible first tour, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, it was like it was the the Taco Bell tour. Taco Bell Taco three, Bell tour. Three three times a day. Five five dollar oh, fucking man. uh yeah, five dollars with that Taco Bell dollar menu. Straight so, up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was talking to to Jared from Archaic before they just left for tour, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was thinking of like uh, you know the per diems and stuff, or the, sorry the you know the buyouts or whatever. Like, 
I think it would be like almost like I don't I don't think promoters or or uh, uh, booking agents would ever do anything like this. But would you rather get all of your buyouts up front and then have money to buy food on the road and then like make it, or would you rather get the money as it comes and then do it like that? Because I feel like you can make a lot of those bands. You know, there's bands like the Darkest Hour and stuff that that like they'll you know have a bunch of barbecues and stuff every day and, and they'll do that and they'll take their money and do that but those buyouts but, would come in cash right yeah but it's like still you get paid so that, think about money. all the dudes that shouldn't be handed that money in the beginning of a tour because yeah they're gonna be using oh, it oh that is true for that's other, a good point that is really- very quick Okay, well, fine. We'll know. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, just think about the news. Are like, mean. I'm gonna go buy an eight ball right now, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got enough for two eight balls. Let's fucking do it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that definitely wouldn't have been me. I like. I feel like I would have made that last because. Yeah, because like, I wasn't like shopping. really drinking or like doing any yeah. drugs or anything. So. Yeah. Was... Until you went back to L.A. and then I'm just kidding. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> But uh, no, definitely that would uh, yeah, that wouldn't work. I thought it would be maybe like a good thing to get like a grocery thing together and just like because that's so much well, cheaper. Dude, to get groceries. You're thinking about that with your mind now, which is exactly how if Odious went out on tour right now, that's how we would be doing it. Be like, dude, we got to fucking balls. Stop. No, <laughs> no, where's the cooler? We got to yeah. keep on the fruits and vegetables over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, totally. We know how it is if you eat fucking garbage, you know. Uh, gas station food all day and then everybody's breathing each other's funk like you're gonna get yeah. sick that way dude well stay healthy yeah. on tour guys that's one thing you should learn from the pandemic and everything is eat good food yeah. and go fucking be healthy out there Taco yeah Bell. I, I didn't eat healthy on tour at all <laughs> you it's so hard to it's so hard to we were yeah. we were really like on like kind of dollar menu stuff like back then yeah. you know yep. but but you know when we like when I went to Europe later with like a different band that I formed, um, we were eating much better because like we would have like riders and stuff and yeah, um, it would, they feed you much better out there anyway. Oh, they so. do. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone like cooks for you and brings it to the show. Is yeah. It's like home cooked meals. That yeah. just, right. Like, well, like every family like is different and what kind of entree they bring you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell like three times a day is gnarly, and it's like you know, your stomach's going to be messed up. But try McDonald's three times. Oh, I, know. I was about to bring that. We up, did so. that, dude, especially <laughs> one day. But it wasn't. It wasn't McDonald's uh, three wasn't times. Really, our choice. But yeah, no, I know. I'll say that I haven't had McDonald's in like a at least a decade, dude. That's like <laughs> you live next to one too. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. that, and that's probably why, dude. They took over yeah. my fucking Wendy's, bro. <laughs> I I was on that um that streak of not having had McDonald's in probably over ten years, until uh, a couple weeks ago on the Zenith Run. <laughs> we had a real fun tour moment where we were outside, um, eating McDonald's in a parking lot because we yeah. didn't want to eat in Brandon's car. <laughs> Yeah. And that just that, brought me way back. I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> this feels like this feels like tour. And well, they had yeah. they had a McPlant. So I <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. They have uh, like one of those Impossible Burgers or whatever. It's oh yeah. Oh okay. Cool. Right They're on. trying to get on that bandwagon. That's all it's right. It's crazy how that shit doesn't like rot there. Right? You can like leave the burger out for like a year and it just yeah. Like, but it makes your car smell like farts for like was, two weeks yeah. after. Oh, dude, it tastes like so good. Preservatives like 
it would yeah. maybe preserve you, but oh, it like dude. does the opposite. Yeah, Mc- oh, McDonald's. Totally. McDonald's tastes so good, dude. Slowly, I love, slowly. I love McDonald's, dude, but it makes my stomach like uh, instantly. I'm like, ah. dude, I'm no. like it's like I ate like yeah. glue. And I'm what like, if it was like a slow dose Everybody of formaldehyde yeah, exactly. throughout your whole entire life, and you're just slowly uh, like formaldehyding yourself to oh death my God. well yes. the one thing the one thing mcdonald's yeah the one thing that mcdonald's does do out of like touring and hitting and like hitting all the places is that it's the same as it is in reading as For it is sure. in fucking oklahoma yeah, they're, like, consistent so you, shit, they're consistent yeah. you're, you know what you're gonna get it's not gonna be like yeah. I remember going to like subway and going like in the middle of nowhere and they're like hey you want this wilted lettuce along with this like old avocado oh. i'm like you want to get like, <laughs> like, oh. subway, like, like <laughs> yeah. you can rely on the smell of subway though oh yeah, yeah you can rely every and time you, you walk into the subway it, it smells exactly the same now, it's got like 7-eleven smells the like same. a yoga mat 7-eleven yoga mat isn't that what they put in their bread yoga mat dude the bread no no isn't it pulverized it's like serious? pulverized duck feathers or something. Oh there is an ingredient, or not anymore, because they it's got caught, they got called yeah. out probably. But back in like you know probably I don't know maybe five or ten years ago, Dude. Subway bread had like an ingredient that was also in what makes yoga mats, and also in Europe they don't even uh, I forget what they categorize the Subway bread because there's so much sugar in it that they don't call it bread they call it just like sugar i forget what, what? it it's it, they like categorize sugar, yeah. it different because yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, but oh my god come on guys i mean the whole point is just you, you could make a way cheaper meal at home just get in there for fucking 40 minutes and cook your food guys mm-hmm. come on but yoga's healthy right like yoga's like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna do yoga on subway <laughs> sandwiches dude yeah. bread. just lay out the bread and <laughs> yeah you don't have to your keep sun salutations clean, cleaning it with witch hazel and all that shit just when you're done toss your fucking yoga mats in the garbage dude <laughs> just eat them but anyways so, uh... <laughs> carve up dude right after you burned all those calories yeah Oh, oh my god. god so you know it's yeah so you know staying away from fast food is really hard on tour so it's like not mm-hmm. really like a way to i mean and then you'll they'll be like oh it's whataburger and you're like well we're in a that's certain just, town oh, yeah. we it's love like, that's what I'm saying. yeah it's like the thing where people go like, you have to go here then you have to that's go like to good fast food waffle though. house waffle house is awful i know it's terrible it's but it's like we all covered i know it's crazy how that's like a thing i hear people say it's like a, biscuits it's like a, gravy. it's, is it smothered in a cover? That's, that sounds like biscuits and gravy for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's, they just put, I remember like getting like the, I was like, do you want cheese with your hash browns? So I was like, sure. I don't know. Like I was like drunk. Well, it was and all did, about the hash browns. That's and what they you, put like, they put a, a square of, of the craft. Denny's is awesome. That was like not even craft, like melted. Dude. It was just like a slice of craft that was like a little warmed up yeah, on there. Dude. And I was like, oh, okay, man. I guess I have cheese on it now. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. Lava house is good. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's dirty Diana. You have to know what to get. I feel like <laughs> dirty Diana. Like yeah. Seriously. Dirty diner. Dirty Diana diner. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to touring and eating garbage. No, because no, that's yeah. going to take us back into eating, talking more about the garbage, dude. Don't talk about <laughs> oh, the food man. anymore. Let's I just, just saw garbage food. with my mom the other day. I saw garbage with tears no for fears with my mom. 
at uh, oh, nice. oh the van. Oh, I saw Garbage. That's my that's so cool, man. That was my first concert I ever saw was Garbage opening for Smashing Pumpkins, like '96. Oh, how how right. was it, dude? Joel, dude she actually, to be honest with you, I mean, Tears for Fears is the reason why I like it was like a Mother's Day present. I'm like, we're getting front row to because she like showed yeah. me that stuff when I was a little kid, and it got me like kind of inspired musically, and I was like um flew her out and watching it and i'm like well i have to watch this garbage it's like this you know old 90s band and we were sitting there going like fuck she's like a, she's a scottish singer and um was very good i was like actually very impressed i'm almost like i'm more impressed with her than um tears for fears i was like newest comment newest comment sorry dude i, I know we're yeah. i'm taking it back to the food it's oh. cons- it's classified as a cake and a or biscuit. It's not oh, okay. classified as bread. Oh, wow. that's what I was content. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Okay. So do you want wheat cake or do you want okay, anyways. Yeah. But, uh, in in <laughs> Ireland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that like, was uh it's a garbage is uh very impressive. I was, and they played a uh, yeah. uh, ode to uh, Depeche Mode in the middle Speed of it. And I was like, fuck yeah. I was like, oh, so that's Depeche so Mode's sad. one of my favorite bands. So I was like they just because a so shout funny. out for the dude that died, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Oh, so yeah. I was like, "This already is winning so hard." So <laughs> Tears for Fears <laughs> has to bring it, but I like you know five Tears for Fears songs. I found out five or six, and they have like nine thousand <laughs> songs they have to play to get to those. So I'm sitting there going like, mm-hmm. standing up in the front, going like, "Fuck yeah, they're playing my song." And then I have to sit down for like twenty five minutes, oh, <laughs> like God. not knowing anything. They're like, "Oh, it's my song again." And then, all right, go back, you know. Yeah, I guess they <laughs> played here last, or they played in L.A. last Saturday. Yep. Um, but I was I was at the Suffo show. Nice. And at the Suicide Silence show. <laughs> I actually, I went to two shows that night, because, like, I went to really, like, I was excited to see Surruption. Oh, and then yeah, I ran into, it. like, Mark yeah. and DK, and yeah. I hadn't seen them in so long, and I'm just like, oh, my God. And they're like, you want to come with us to our show down the street? And I'm like, yes. Because <laughs> like, I hadn't seen them in so long. So it was just like a fat reunion that night. Right. Awesome. Like all those dudes. And like, I'm just, I'm so glad I went because I just like oh, missed yeah. them so much, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I missed yeah. them, but for a good reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna knock it. If if somebody was like, come to my show for free, and I haven't seen them in years, I oh, dude, yeah, you can drag me out easily. It was like for the homies, you know. Yeah, oh yeah, I can't say no to that. And And I didn't even know they were my best friend, so of course they'd be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go see you. I've seen stuff multiple times. But he's your best friend, so you can be like, fuck you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch stuff. Actually, all ways. Or I'll be like, yeah. I'll leave, I'll come over after Thrones, dude. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, suffocation rules, but that tour was really cool because I hadn't seen any of those three bands. Like, was it Centurion or how do you say that? And then a uh, uh, Contrarian. Contrarian. Sorry. Contra- yeah. And then uh, obviously uh, Surruption, which is they're all those so bands sick, were really good. And then Atheist was really a treat to see. It was kind of funny. I I went to the show in San Diego at Brick by Brick, and I went by myself, and I just kind of cruised up, and I like. First person I saw sitting out there was Kelly from Atheist, oh, okay. yeah. smoking a cigarette. And I was just like, "Hey, man, what's up?" I've never met him before, but I talked to him and stuff. And obviously, he was on the podcast. But you know, we were just kind of he was super chill and just kind of chatting. It's super fun. But man, that shit was crazy. That show is nuts. Like all the bands Atheist were fucking great. Atheist all was like, bands. yeah, Atheist was, yeah, was, Atheist was a treat, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I didn't know how aggressive. Sick. And actually, speaking of uh, your band, Nicole, there were some parts I was listening to today that sounded like kind of like atheist, breaking into like kind of an atheist like baseline, 
or just yeah like so it i never i never got around to like really listening to them and justin was telling me that i would probably like them so yeah. i was excited to see them that night but i still haven't like sat down and like really listened for the to listeners yeah. for it the felt listeners, different. she's talking about justin mckinney from oh yeah Zena's passage which yes. is her 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 love as well yeah all right, we'll get into that more later because I, I didn't want to hear that the origin of that, but we'll get to it on the timeline. <laughs> Someone so there's a emote for him. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Shout out, Justin. I saw you in the chat earlier. I'm sure he's gonna make his cameo at some point. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's, is he home? Yeah, I would love for him to yeah, come. Yeah, he's, he's here. So whenever he's sweet, he's, dude. He's... Oh, oh, did you did you hear that or like? <laughs> you literally like, just walked outside right so now. What's wrong? We so were like, just talking so about just you. Can you, change, can you tuck my sound my really quick? Hey, oh, hey, is. Hold on, he's gonna change the so we can hear. Are we changing? We're changing outputs. Hey, hey, hey! Look at that stud. Look at that hair. <laughs> I wonder what, what kind of product he he's got to use some like some top notch product in there. Oh yeah, dude. And he's and he's probably got like a he's yeah he's got oh, like a description. Oh yeah, I can hear you. Oh sweet. What's up, y'all? Perfect. Hey, what's up, man? What up, dude? Going, dude? We're out here awesome. fucking riding horses, bro. That's what <laughs> I heard. Nice. Yeah. That's walking stout, the walk dude. and flipping the flop, dude. Flipping the flop. You gotta use that awesome. now. You gotta uh, put it in the gallery. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Please don't let us forget that, Cali Death fans let's let's keep walking the walk and flipping the flop dude yes <laughs> let that one let that right one bury hashtag bury or beat it out please <laughs> bury yeah, bury it. beat it out <laughs> yeah. oh man so you guys are up in uh up in kind of by yosemite right that's what uh nicole was saying just yeah being... like up near prather I'm, I'm not sure if you know where that's that's, that's kind of like near shaver lake i know where groveland is and i know where um because that's right outside yosemite too right uh yeah it's like a uh, course gold um fish camp like kind of those little yeah those, yeah like, towns it's kind of like in that vicinity uh like yosemite lakes is one too yeah one of the ugliest places in the united states by far right ugly <laughs> 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 nature i know no yosemite in that whole area is fucking like probably top three most beautiful places i would say yeah it's definitely unmatched anywhere in the world so you guys go up there to kind of like get serenity and write or and work on music? Is that what you guys? Yeah, go my grandparents live up here. They have this ranch, um, and then yeah, they're out of town. They're going on tour right now for like two months. So <laughs> <I> told them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like we're coming up here to try to finish writing. And are they uh, are, are they uh, doing lights for like Cannibal or something, or what are they, what are they doing? Sugar. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sugar. <laughs> That's awesome. Just... Where, where are they headed? We're like RV. They're doing the RV style, obviously. They like, were doing the RV thing, and now they're too old, so now they're just in the Subi and just doing the hotels. They they're headlining now. So oh, I didn't headlining. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, RV. Oh, I didn't even notice. That's oh, awesome. That's fucking that's awesome. great. How far dude. are they going? Dude, they're in New York right now. They drove from Jesus. Yeah, they're like going that's to cool. Niagara Falls on the Canada side tomorrow. That's what's are they, up. Are they gonna sneak over into Canada and just? Like, because they, yeah, they both have felonies, right? They're both they're both gangsters, right? Yeah, they're criminals. Dude, a part of me, a part of me, <laughs> sees myself having a small RV, and my wife and I, after they're all out and doing their own thing, we just hit the road, dude. I could do that. 
it's the life. They went on tour for like since my grandpa retired for the second time. They went on tour like for the second them. time. Yeah, he he was like smart. He was a homicide detective and then retired oh, from that, and then went and worked for the DA and then retired from that. So he's yeah, you can't you can't lie to him, dude. Yeah, he knows everything. He's got some wild <laughs> stories too. But, I bet. Yeah. Just in L.A., he was a detective. Uh, no, in Fresno. Oh, Fresno. Oh, it's totally mellow there. So there's yeah, probably no homicides. Pretty fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, though. That's cool. Yeah, that's, a, that's a beautiful area. This is probably one of the coolest uh, backgrounds. This is the coolest background we've seen. Most oh, definitely. This is a, this is a it's green a green screen. screen. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, yeah, that's a really Shut nice green screen. Your apartment. <laughs> I know. So I, can say I almost believe <laughs> you guys. Light is just I, I know you would. Changing color. Yeah. <laughs> See the distortion on her shoulders when she moves? Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually you can tell with the hair. Winnie's yeah, yeah. Bring Winnie in. Oh, the horse? Yeah, there's a horse. Oh, yeah. Bring a horse on the podcast. That'd be sick. That would be dope. We've seen yeah, dogs, cats, fucking whatever other pet, dude. But a horse, we a dude. Horse. We need a horse, Bronson, dude. Bronson. Bronson. Shout out. Shout out to... Uh, um alan cassidy for for posting about trevor's uh fake band names one of them was carnivorous horse dude oh, oh yeah, dude, that's and so yeah. it made me i i was like oh, holding yeah. my stomach when i read it dude casey <laughs> yeah. sent it to me dude uh, yeah. what's up? that's definitely a sick horse dude <laughs> yeah. is that a clydesdale that's one of those budweiser horses right budweiser horse. oh god <laughs> yeah this is bronson 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 what bronson. up bronson you understand yeah. uh, he's, like, he's like he's busy uh chasing squirrel. squirrels all day squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah. Squirrel. there's a squirrel there's a squirrel at get the squirrel there's a squirrel you get him it's, get a, it's a oh you see he definitely sees get something squirrel. right there get him. Oh, that's uh, great. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, it was it's good seeing you, Justin. You can stick around, but we're in this for your lady, bro. No, dude, I just came in to <laughs> Oh yeah. Come here. But dude, awesome. Oh, fresh cherry. Nice. Nice. Perfect, dude. Yeah, there's a cherry orchard right there. Homie, dude, you got to come back on soon and give us the uh, the rundown on the, the the Zenith run you guys just did. Yeah, dude, that shit was fun. I said the, all, I, all the footage and everything, dude, it looked like it, you guys had a blast, dude. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome. They killed it. It was fun as fuck, dude. Got you, to guys, see all the friends. you guys killed it, man. I don't want to like, yeah. you know, I loved Alluvial and you guys, like, I was like... Watching yeah. you, I mean, obviously to see Derek back on stage again, like, yes, and his, I just love so him cool. as a front man, like, so much. And like, everything sounded great. And you got BD and everything on there, and you and just guys, yeah. you guys were tight as fuck. And thanks, dude, man, it was, I was so pissed that I missed it, dude. But I, I was out of town, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was, it was, I'm like, honestly, I was like, fuck, dude, I think Zenith might have won the night. I think everyone was telling me that too, and they were like, I think Zenith kind of was. I mean, I, uh, they're like alluvial, and everyone and Fluja and everyone like on rivers are great, and they're fucking killed it. But they're like, I think hey, overall, hey, hey. oh shit, <laughs> shit, she got a squirrel. He got a squirrel. Hey, come here. The no, carnivorous okay. horse got her, dude. Yeah, the cat. Come here, Peaky. No, that's a big uh, one. the cat. The cat. Yeah, he will do anything. He will just. It's chase been a while since we've had a cat. But, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt No, no, dude, it's all good. <laughs> this is a you good sound like me when I'm talking to my kids, dude. That's fine. Oh, I got got crispy on here. We got what's up, Chris? Beaties. Shout out to that boy, crispy cream. 
So uh, actually, to kind of, uh, I don't, yeah, fuck yeah, I didn't, I that's what's up, but fuck yeah, no, yeah, it was awesome. Um, one thing uh, to bring up both of you guys. So we were all in. We went to go see between the buried and me in I don't know L.A. somewhere, right? Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And Nicole, I didn't even. I don't. I think I like met you for a half second or something like that. I have no idea. We were. You were. Were you there at the show? I was. Yeah, I was yeah, at the BTM. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's where Chris. Um, I met up with Chris and Joseph, and I was like um, talking to Derek afterwards, and was like, "Hey, check out this guy's band, dude! It's insane!" And then like oh, dreamer, yeah. right away, like yeah, and then right away, uh, Dreamer, obviously, yeah, and uh, um, what's it called, uh, Bart and fucking Metal Blade added his band like that night or something, yeah. <laughs> and he's all, "What the fuck?" He's all texting me like, "What the fuck is this?" Isn't he's all <laughs> freaking out? <laughs> By the way, the guy who also did our intro to this show yeah totally he's an amazing sickest. guitar player amazing he's guitar. A yeah, he's dude. A player and writer yeah and a great yeah. team I, I met him, got to hang out with him at a las vegas metal fest dude that guy's probably one of the meanest dude. guys i've ever met but uh yeah, dude, I like, guess <laughs> yeah. you gotta bring but, him no. on oh i know we don't even fucking it. start yes. with me bro do not <laughs> even start with me chris, i have commit you have to commit in the chat chris are you coming on Chris, when? When are you available? Whoa, <laughs> hey, how you doing? There's even been like he's been on the post pods. He like pops on on the post pods. I'm like, dude, you're doing it right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he yes, says, just hit just me up. Hit me up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, are you committing? Are you committing? Or what's the hit me up going to be like mm -hmm. when I text you and be like, oh, I don't know. He's committed. We got some openings, dude. I need 100%. <laughs> we're booked out to almost dude we're booking august almost already yeah i know yeah, yeah it's, it's flowing in actually no we are already booking august oh we July's got almost we got full. 100 okay we got 100 so we got, right there. boom all right i'll let you up after everybody, the podcast, everybody keeps asking about you. your intro and you're the fucking one of the next phenoms oh, dude you definitely gotta get out here 110 yeah. Boom! All right. In the in the group chat we're like damn we need like we might need another song and then everyone's like just do the cali death song <laughs> dude, oh, you guys okay. covered it. That would be fucking no. sick, dude. <laughs> if you guys covered like, it and I was there like live, I'll like do a freestyle browse oh, over so it. That song's so tight. As long as as long as Joel isn't on the fucking mixer to where he mute my shit while I'm freestyling, <laughs> motherfucker. I'm just helping people out. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, man, I'm super Probably stoked to see him in your band. I'm super stoked. Like that was when that was announced. I was like, "Fuck yeah, that's so that's a great dude." And getting like kind of road exposure is great for him. And and maybe you could steal him forever. And like I don't know, oh, he's, but he's blood in, blood out, dude. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. That's what's up, dude. But I I think I think I was drunk and and yelling at you, Justin. I'm like, let him fucking do dreamer shit though. I need dreamer. Mm. Oh, absolutely, dude. He's yeah. yeah fucking doing it man yeah just like hook, hook him up with like recording stuff and just have him just all the all the peeps peoples and do the things but or bring a horse <laughs> over but uh whatever you want <laughs> on the carriage that's one thing that i've learned about this on this show though dude and all the people that we come across like justin nicole chris all these people that are this like new like recharged aspect of of metal that came you know out of the pandemic and and i'm just seeing so much i have so much faith in these people as musicians like Dude, 
I'm not joking, dude. This like makes me really excited for the next like the next level of metal, dude. Because and and it's fucking Cali, bro. What yeah. a- We're just carrying the torch that you passed to us, dude. Yeah. Well, I didn't pass shit, dude. <laughs> I can't fucking play anything you guys do. There's a fucking moth flying around in front of my face. Um, yeah, but no, I just I I I think you guys are all. It makes me very proud to be a part of this still. You know, we're going to eventually contribute more music to this pretty soon. We're working on it right now. But oh, yeah. seeing you guys doing what you guys are doing, it just it, it's reignited like the flame, I think, in pretty much all of us as hosts, yeah, the older guys. You know, Joseph's been nonstop the whole fucking time. So his flame's always been lit. But like, you know, like just getting excited about like what's coming versus getting excited about all the stuff we loved from the past. Like I haven't really felt like super excited about new stuff lately. And and you guys are all making me excited again. So That's sick, thank dude. you, dude. Well, especially the, the Twitch that you guys are doing is like, it, it, like I get, um, it tells me every time you guys are live, I'm like, what am I doing? Like if I'm, if I'm hanging out at, ho- at home, I'm just go jump in, you know, like you guys are very entertaining, uh, uh Twitch folks. And that's <laughs> a, a cool new medium to like, you know, show off that's another thing too like that's why we kind of jumped on the bandwagon because we were seeing the success that that you know all the metal musicians that decided early enough you know how are we going to supplement income and do and not only supplement income but um you know keep the chops up and and keep you know performance fresh and all that stuff while being at home like i love i love that like twitch before all that twitch just always was video games for me you know i didn't know that they were doing anything else but that and then now we're like oh shit we're missing out guys you know awesome i mean justin was like really pushing me to do it for the longest time and Mm -hmm. i i don't know i never like thought it was for me yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of a shy person you know she's like i was like i have to practice i know i'm like i have to like what if i fuck up or like hit a sour note and like i don't know what to say like i'm gonna there's gonna be all these people watching me on the internet like (laughs) yeah yeah i know some people like that mike gilbert first and like i swear like the first few weeks that i started streaming like it would take me 30 minutes to just hit like go live because i was so nervous and then like you know, like I started to kind of like get to know like people in the chat and seeing like familiar names. And then it really just became like, oh, shit, I'm kind of just hanging out with my friends and like yeah. jamming and like talking to them. And it was super chill. And like, it's been such a blessing, you know, so yeah. I'm glad like he like pushed me well, to do the, it. And Scott one, really, too, pushed he's the one both who, of us who like who, who was like. I went on his uh, stream to pr- like kind of we did cross promotional things for our band like with algorithmic came out and then I just was like all right I'm gonna like really try this now and he like kind of guided me and helped me get through it and kind of gave me some mental prep for it because yeah like going into streaming it's like a totally different mindset than playing live whereas yeah. live is you got to be like 100% and like you know you can't fuck up and you got to work on this and that and but Twitch is more like a being in a in a room with your homies jamming yeah mm-hmm. practicing like i feel like yeah. it's such great it's been such amazing like practice for me and like helping me kind of like keep my chops up and then also kind of like showing people some behind the scenes of 
like the writing process that I was doing mm-hmm. for a little while and like my tracking totally. process and everything. Um, so it really like went outside my comfort zone um, to kind of like connect with people on that level. I think yeah. it was a perfect timing too, because we went through the pandemic and stuff where we all of a sudden have to, had to do like Zoom meetings all the time. And we were, you know, we had to do like change the way we communicated at work and stuff like that. So we were like, all of a sudden we're on this like kind of this webcam going, you know, like having to do work stuff. And, um, and then we see you guys and like Scott, Justin, Nicole doing their like thing up there. And I'm like, fuck, like we're in front of a webcam, you know, like at work all the time and like might as well kind of like and it, with the podcast too, same thing. Like we're just, you know, it kind of really helped me or just helped usher in doing this because work was this now, you know, work was like a not live version of this of, you know, I did this today, like four times for work, you know, like talking to people and, and, and working out like projects and stuff like that. But um, I think the whole zoom kind of culture um because of the pandemic kind of helped usher this in a little bit easier you know what i mean rather than just jumping in just like fuck it let's just fucking go live or something like that would sounds like a nightmare to me until the whole pandemic kind of kicked in and and doing that whole live meeting gig you know totally Mm -hmm. it's like it's like everyone's hyping each other up too like uh you know like max from anomalous is on oh yeah dude fucking mike gilbert shred like oh, that's yeah. fucking crazy dude like it's so cool to just uh, real quick gilbert on. gilbert's like mad at me that what i said earlier <laughs> dude i'm fucking with you bro and then we're talking about the beginnings of the shit yeah you're already in it dude i know you're in it now i'm talking about you know a little shy in the beginning it's okay dude just relax especially like you know sh- there's so many amazing people on twitch right now but i i do really want to shout out um you know max and and troy and Mike Gilbert because they pulled up like gangsters on this shit. Yeah. Oh man. Seriously, like especially Troy. Troy just pulled up with like five angles. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shit set up, and like I almost got like disgusted because I'm like, you know, like how difficult this was for me when I started. I didn't know how to do anything. I mean, I'm not very like um, good with computers and, and stuff. So oh. Justin, it, Justin is my life tech. He pretty much tech the fuck out of everything. Life, for that's me, what's up. Including guitar shit, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. So just thinking about how many problems I had, like I almost hated streaming in the beginning. Cause I'm like, what's going to go wrong today? Mm-hmm. 15 yeah. camera fullerton dude that's amazing dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah who's that guy on twitch that drummer uh who has like uh, he has a camera on like a, a gimbal like a rolling gimbal and everything and it's all automated i forgot his name oh i know who you're talking about he yeah. has the lights and yeah. he has like six pcs it's called like mr no. greggles i think mr greggles is his name Trip. Samus has stick too. He's incredible. Yeah. That, he has like the, the on the the track, the camera. Yeah, yeah. So that guy, uh, scene of action. Oh, scene of action. Oh That's who God, I was thinking dude. of. That guy is like like oh, okay. a DVD music video or like a concert. It's insane. He Jesus. apparently worked for Anthrax and Metallica, engineering and doing all this shit. Wow. An engineering setup that he has going on. That's crazy. Yeah, people are just jumping in huge, you know, because they yeah. have the... You guys already mentioned Max, but it's still... Yeah, that was one of the things where I was like, oh, shit, dude. He's over a 1,000 already, and he started, like, the day after he was on our show. I remember watching his first stream. He was just chilling in the garage. His kids were playing in the driveway. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's I think like, that was the is. that was the first one. I think it was the first. I mean, he was on our podcast, and he did Scott Carstairs. He like jumped oh, okay, on and yeah. was kind of like doing like a remote kind of session with him. And I tuned in, and I was like, "This is fucking fun." And that, you know, like just watching them, and everyone's like, "We're, we're doing a really bad job of it," but. Everyone like responding to the chat constantly, and like I just type something, and just they're like, "Joel, what's up?" Oh, I'm like, "Whoa!" I'm like watching this on my 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 living room TV right now with my phone just kind of buzzed on the couch. I'm like, "This is fun." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, I remember the first time I um I saw Max streaming. I had no idea who he was, but there was this guy like streaming, like playing, you know, amazing shit, just improving, and his phrasing was just kind of like blowing my mind. And I couldn't wait to tell Justin. That I like yeah. covered this person. <laughs> this guy, like, yeah, from yeah, that's Max from Anomalous. I'm like, who's Anomalous? <laughs> like, I don't know about this. Anomalous game. is the most technical fucking band to come out of California. I say that every yeah. time we bring them up. I definitely think that they they shred everybody in the tech category out of California. Yeah. One tech Mac or one take Max, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He like yeah. takes all his fucking solos like once. It's oh crazy, dude. <laughs> That's no. what he was. That's what uh, Nate was talking about. Like when we had the what's the ontogeny episode about like because how Nate joined on anomalous and stuff like that. He would just come in with like just like whatever, just dry and just fucking solo for you know like ontogeny and anomalous, or whatever. Just whatever. Just just do a quick improv and just one time, just be done. Like all right, I'm out. Like, yeah, you know, like insane. I'm like pulling yeah. my hair out, just trying to fucking write a solo. there is something what about that though it's like i love both those style musicians though i love the style like justin who who picks it picks it apart and makes sure every single note is the exact note that he wants in there versus the guy like max and i'm not saying that max is like this overall but i'm just saying like the guy who can tap into something where he is literally just creating in the moment you know like that's i I respect both sides of it i love mixtures of it you know because he can improvise so he's like a jazz trained dude like conjuring something in the moment like you know the guys that can can improvise can also write out a solo and play it (laughs) they can't do it they can't they can't write out a solo (laughs) he can do (laughs) that well yeah but (laughs) there are guys that can't you know i'm just saying like we're talking a spectrum now where like you can find a guy who can do both but then there's the guy who can only do it one way and only do it the other way too and I'm not, do I'm not saying that either one of the, these guys, Justin or Max, that I'm talking about are on two totally. opposite sides of that spectrum. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah, either way, that's just like that thing. And then that thing, I'm like, oh, I love both of those things. You my know? favorite thing to like fuck with Max on is just like, like, I think last time he was like, oh, request whatever song. I'll solo over. I'm like, all right, here's a 43% burnt by Dillinger Escape Plan. <laughs> just like a <laughs> fucked up one. He's told. <laughs> and he had a couple. He was like sitting there going like, he's like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, yeah. but he actually he came up with some like fucking insane runs like under it. And I was like, whoa, like, cool. how are you improvising cool. under this? <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, that's it's kind of fits the title of his stream, right? I literally improvise over anything. Literally yeah. anything, I think, is what he puts. <laughs> yep. And I was like, here you go. So what about you, Nicole? How are you? I'm, on the, other, I'm on the other side of that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, so unorthodox and just, like, uneducated in, like, music theory that I've done everything by ear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most of the time, can't really explain what it is I'm doing. So, yeah. 
you know, I will take stuff to um, the band and, you know, and Collius and, you know, somebody like Zachy, our other guitar player and um, our bassist, Chris, like he's like a Berkeley, Berkeley grad. They'll be oh, yeah. like, oh, you're playing this in like, um, you know, 13, four and in this key. And I'm just like, OK, cool. Oh, of course yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, it just I mean, I get it. Like, definitely like having that um, or knowing that theory is is a good tool to have. But I just never learned that growing up. Yeah. And I've just always kind of had my way of writing um, by ear. And, you know, like, I love writing. Like, that's kind of been my main focus as a player. Like, my whole life was just writing original material. So I got used to doing that. But, you know, I will say that, like, when it comes to writing um, leads and then writing a lot of like clean, like kind of jazzy progressions, it does take me longer because yeah. I have to like find where, like I'm trying to interpret what's going on in my head. And I don't know like how to interpret that quickly because I'm like, oh, this chord should go into this because it's in this key and like, or it's an inversion of that or whatever. Like I have to actually like find it. So, you know, yeah. it, it takes me longer, but eventually like I will get it, you know? That was, I mean, for me, I mean, it was kind of same thing. It was like the first guitar teacher was a guy in the back of a music, uh, like a music uh, selling place <laughs> um, that would basically be like, everyone's like, if you want to learn any song, he'll listen to it, tab it out for you, teach you how to play it, and then send you on your way. That's and what my teacher did for me. Yeah, I definitely. took lessons for like, I think two years and then like, you know, I guess it was expensive. My parents couldn't afford it. And they thought like, oh, she's playing songs already. She doesn't need any more um, yeah. lessons. But all he was doing was like, I would go there once a week. I'd be like, hey, I want to learn this Pearl Jam song or this Metallica song. And he would listen to it and like somehow EQ the vocals out on his like boom box. And then like, you know, chicken scratch right out yep. uh, tabs for me. Same thing. And that's yep. how I like learned how to read tabs and like practice songs and stuff was just on pieces of paper which i i took that into an uh, adulthood what is yeah menu food we gotta get food oh just pick something for me mcdonald's mcdonald's taco bell taco bell mcdonald's that hopefully won't get me sick McDonald's. Um, remember when we had McDonald's. mcdonald's when we were driving up to uh what's his name so was tommy's house Oh, I told them that story already. already, yeah, already got the story. <laughs> but but so now now that you're here for a second before you go, I'm I'm explaining to them like how I learned um you know my, my lessons and my guitar teacher. With your freaking hieroglyphs, who, your cave drawings. So I I oh interesting. Okay, until I met Justin, which was really only a couple years ago, little two and a half years ago, right? Well, we met in like at Jerry's a long time ago, but it was like in hindsight. Like, I had no time. idea. Yeah. But, but anyway, like he, he saw, he got a glimpse of like what it, my tabbing process looked like. Cause I found some old like papers. I got to figure something out. And I'm like, oh, let me find the tab. And I was looking through all my papers and then I pulled it out and he looked at it and he's like, what in the fuck is this? It's <laughs> yeah. like different alien language, like little weird symbols that really Unlucky. I just understand. 
And he's like, he's like, have you ever like heard of Guitar Pro? And I'm just like, uh, I think so, but I don't know. Isn't it like a computer program? And I don't know. I gotta learn if I can computer program. And like, this is fine. I just have it out like this. He's like, no. <laughs> no, you gotta, you gotta. So give me an example, because I'm a dumb dumb. Like, so you wrote your own language, basically, to I would... help just to make it understandable for you. For me, yeah. So what would represent what? Like, give me an example of a of like a chord would represent okay. this symbol. Okay. I mean, that's pretty. That's it's. It works, but well, it's, 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 yeah, it's I would have symbols for like vibrato and trems, and then like for for like rhythmic patterns that I would play on open. Um, I would I would write the down up down, but it would look like new 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 new. Like an N <laughs> would be a down, and a U would be an up. Mm. Oh, so it's uh, it's the motions maybe. Yes, it was like the motion because I was very like when I was writing kind of like more technical rhythms and like rhythm displacements and stuff. A lot of the time I had to actually draw it on a piece of paper so that I could understand where I was going and then I could memorize it and follow it. Sure. Like I had no idea what like um, time signature it was or whatever, but just drawing it out helped me understand, oh, this is where like it loops back around and this is where I'm displacing it. And, you know, that's really how I, I really started writing like prog music is just yeah. drawing yeah. these patterns on, on papers that really only I would understand. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'd love to see an example of this. And then guitar pro is like, guitar I really pro, like, do tap, like, no, I'm, I'm fascinated by this right now. Well, the I best will, part I'll, is like maybe I'll post an idea. a picture one day. Uh, just Google awesome. uh, ancient Egyptian <laughs> no. <pirate>. Ancient <laughs> aliens uh, season ancient three aliens. episode aliens, four Being two tight. minutes this and like seven seconds in riffs. The, the <laughs> yeah. first Callius song was born. Callius rhythms, man. <laughs> well, it used to be like with power tab. Like power tab wouldn't really oh, care really? about what time signature you were in, so it would yeah, just be like oh, yeah, everything would just be tab. like legit, like. Uh, my, yeah. Mike uh, Gilbert one time I remember a long time ago I was like all tapped was out like, stuff yeah yeah it was like hey he sent me like a bunch of power I was like I want to like get back in the guitar I was like on tour with Decrepit and I was like can you send me some of your stuff because I feel like it's the best alternate picking things but when you take those kind of riffs and then you put it in Guitar Pro it's just like red that's another good story um, and a really good learning process for me was um, Murray sent me the tabs to Fecal Filiac. Nice. And I'm like, okay, I need a new project song, something like I want to, you know, kind of get the fingers going, right? So he sent me Fecal Filiac, and it was a power tab, and I imported everything was red, and I'm just... Oh, yeah. I'm like, babe, I'm like... You need to download a power tab. This, like, <laughs> how do I Fecal wasn't that bad to, to fix. I just showed her how to, like, read time yeah. signature. I mean, I just made everything... Oh, okay. But, dude... uh the power tab import of uh question is like crazy. <laughs> it's the whole thing's just red. It's just like yeah. a bunch of question marks all over all of it. It's like jumping oh between God. different tracks, but I, I ended up fixing it all and then I sent it I sent a version to Scott. I don't know if I sent it to everyone else, but I'll have to throw that back to Gilbert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it works. It works. Tab is great. It's like the time <laughs> signature is just whatever you want it to be. Like every bar. Yeah, it just goes on and on. As long as you want, and then next bar, it just doesn't matter. That's a good project, though. That's a good project to, to bring in. That's a great project, like what Nicole's saying. That's a great project to bring in to to import a fucking power tab, which has no time signatures. Yeah. The whole thing's red, 
and then you have to figure out the time signatures and you have yeah. to like understand it Great each bar, bar by bar. So, uh, and, so and again, fun. I'm I'm so I, mean, just like it. I had to that, do with all the old. I'm the dummy in this situation. Right. So what is all red? What does all red mean? Red, so, okay, so, so, so wrong. Yeah, like I know, I know, I know. No, Casey's Casey's the guitar pro like guru. So take it away. So the so the thing is, you know, we so what we're saying is that the when you import power tab files into guitar pro it like the time signatures it doesn't equate like so it's like it doesn't like like guitar pro is like just set like okay four four like whatever and it doesn't transfer first of all but most people when, when they write on power tab in the first place they just kind of make random time signatures like we all did mm -hmm. and you just kind of get to the next bar and then you go you don't really think of like okay this should be you know seven four or seven like seven four or seven whatever you know yeah, so like when you put on Guitar Pro, you're like, oh shit, I have to like put all this in time signatures now. So so the red indicates that your your bar has an incorrect amount of notes, uh, usually not enough notes for, or too many notes yeah, for that yeah. bar. So you have to like correct the time signature, or which usually what you end up having to do is redo the entire thing and find out what the actual time signature is, and then oh, copy paste from each bar and figure it all out and count it mm. out and it's super mm. fun super fun Sue sounds but super fun dude it could be done we'll no that's great it's yeah. a great tool i, I yeah. mean i use it i've been using it since i was in high school uh, whenever you guys talk about this shit i just that you want to know what's going through my head it's cool to listen to metal in 8-bit <laughs> while you guys that's just repeating like hearing well, yeah. like Eight Mega Man. Sick. Okay, so eight big severed saviors, dope, dude. That's yeah. all I think. <laughs> I mean, was... I do like a guitar pro stream, like usually once a week. Yeah, like, I've watched where I'm, like, learning awesome. stuff or just like. Oh yeah, guitar yeah pro mostly just like learning songs, and then I just put the guitar pro up like on the green screen, and I'm just you know just learn because I think that's the best tool to really practice and learn and yep. write. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. just totally. Means faster than like sitting there and tracking something yeah well, I, I i think i think writing in guitar pro like getting an idea out before it escapes you is yeah that's what faster. i was just about to say dude i was <laughs> just equating it to me writing i have to write it down if i have an idea because if i don't write it down i lose the idea same thing i was just saying that's a great that's the perfect tool for a guitar player to catch yeah, an idea leave it and and not lose it yeah, it's the, it's and the not best worry way. about recording it, especially you, if it's like a difficult riff. I think you get caught especially. in details, and then like you're just focusing on playing it right, and the next thing you know, you're like, well, fuck, I don't know what I'm gonna do now. I just lost my inspiration. And then you get bummed out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so just throwing yeah. in Guitar Pro real quick, just get it out of your system, and then like move on. That's like I think the best way to, at least for this mm -hmm. kind of music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then you let it, you let it marinate, and then you go back to it, and you'd be like, oh, you know, I can, I can wiggle around yeah. here i can wiggle around there and then expand yeah. it out and i mean i think if you're not musically uh educated i think another good way is just probably just hitting uh, numbers which I've, I've heard, uh, like what no like ola england there was like that he asked him like what is what does he do and he'll just sit there and just record himself for like 20 minutes of just jamming and then like oh. listen back to it and be like all right well i'll take a chunk of this then work on this later take a chunk that's of this how dimebag did it he had a four track on his nightstand yeah that's probably yeah. wake that's up and play riffs in the middle of the night. But as even far as like, like what, yeah, go ahead. Even humming on your phone, like if you have mm -hmm. a like a rhythmic idea in your in your head, just you know tap it out or hum it in your phone. I used to do that. Too. Uh, yeah, I've done that before. I've totally done oh, that. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. Like our lyric ideas, people people have been like, you know, get the voice recorder out and just say some shit. You know. 
Yeah, I think my biggest problem too, like before I started using Guitar Pro, is that like, you know, writing like proggy stuff and like writing a lot of clean like passages, I would write them, record it, and then I would forget how to play it. And then it would yep. take me forever to figure out like something I wrote. And I've done yep. it so many times where like with Kalias too, where like, you know, I wrote something and then like, you know, I, I moved on or, or whatever. And then I would bring it back to the band and, and I would have to have Zachy sit down and help me like figure out like how to play something that I wrote. Definitely. <laughs> you know, I'm and just I like, fuck, this is like embarrassing, but like, you know, now like I you didn't lose the idea. At least I know now I've learned idea. like okay this is like a weird kind of riff like I should I should just tab this out and just put it away. <laughs> yeah, like, and back to it later. And actually, what 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 to like Justin was saying, um, I kind of want to I kind of want to do this real quick. It's uh, <laughs> I'm, I've been drinking, so this is actually uh, Carrie shows me this. Carrie's like obsessed. My best friend Carrie's like obsessed with this. Um, about um, it's fucking John Tesh. But you remember, you know, the basketball theme like that, that dun, 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 watch this is watch. Listen, one of the it's things perfect. I discovered is, wait, is that like a copyright? Oh, it doesn't Jesus. matter. Fuck it. To write a song in the most <laughs> unusual way came to me when I was in Europe about four or five years ago. I was trying it's to write a, couple seconds. a sports theme and I did not have a piano in the hotel where I was staying. So um, I did probably what many of you have done faced with a similar situation. I called my answering machine at home and I answering left machine left a message. Oh, I've heard of Yeah. And, um. Although that sounds goofy, what happened was that theme that I sang into the machine is the theme that they play every time the Chicago Bulls crush another basketball team. So I am singing themes into my machine regularly. And special Let's bonus see. for you folks, I have brought the original okay. answering machine tape with me oh, so I can play it for you. I know. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Yeah. There we go. That's tight. But it has to be played on the original answering machine. So here now the original demo tape for <laughs> oh, this so particular cool. song. God. Basketball. Uh, this is a message for me about the NBA theme. Here's an idea. It goes like this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's you know. great, dude. That is. Yeah, really yeah. Sick. So that's like became like the NBC theme for like a, you know 15 years or something like that. It was just that little thing. Isn't that yeah. funny how bump ticket dance is like a it's like a thing that everybody does drums with their mouth. Bump ticket, bump ticket. I mean, how else are you gonna do it? That implies a little bass in there too. Like, bump, or I guess you could be like, bump, it's all about the snare, really. It's all about changing the snare. Yo, I'm like the worst when I'm trying to like, I'm just making funny, Anthony. I, well, my my face was too extreme for you guys. Sorry, I'll just drink a high moon and. Chill. I'm the worst when I'm trying to describe drums. Like if mm -hmm. I have like an idea of, like I'm trying to tell, like my drummer JP, and we're in the studio, and I'm like, yeah, I have this riff or whatever, and then he's like, well, what what are you like kind of hearing over that? And I'm like, I don't know, like, and I start moving my arms around, <laughs> right, right. And like, uh, all right, so yeah, I'll just try and figure something out there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But not <laughs> very blind. <laughs> yeah. Translate what the... you want to hear on drums to a drummer when you're not a drummer. Yeah. It's just like throw some some china up in there and then oh, cowbell, little idea. splash, and 
they're just like, all right, dude. Yeah. And then is it like this? And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, not so much over here. And speaking of yeah. guitar, bro, that's been my hardest. The hardest thing is like come up with an idea and like put drums behind it, you know, <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, like I'm not a drummer and have to like program the, like a like Carrie uh, will just do like a basic beat behind it. And then we'll just send it to Casey and he'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> Casey will be like the most insane. Like Casey finds all the gaps that he fills in, yeah. dude. Dude, I've been getting really nerdy, dude. I've been like, like this part where I'm like, okay, I have to put the hi-hat like that sizzles out like <laughs> into like the Ooh. acoustic part. And it has to go with red this time. So it has to start on this beat. Like, so it's all it's weird. Yeah, but it's kind of fun. I was like, I don't know if I'll actually do that, like, in the studio, but, <laughs> but it's like funny, like, make, to make Guitar Pro. There's also this, like, reverse, like, like, I don't know, it's like a reverse splash. It's like, it's like key command four on, like, whatever, like, you know, that symbol line. And it has, like, this, like, reverse, like, like sound. And it's super funny. So, like, <laughs> no, he gets that. Casey's the most insane person at Guitar Pro I've ever met in my life, dude. Yeah. Like, I get weird. I get weird. Yeah, yeah I have a lot, dude. Do you any uh, drums or anything in Guitar Pro? Yeah, because you look at tabs and stuff, like it's a totally different tab. It's like uh they're numbers still. It's like twenty you want twenty-four, twenty-six, well, twenty-nine. No, you don't want to use the numbers though when you're doing drum. Oh, okay, okay. You just use the notes. So you just put like it's so much easier. Dude, like I don't even understand drum tab. That's like insane to me. Way harder. You just like if you just put like the kick is a note, you know? And the okay. snare is a note. It's just like the bottom like space. Like it's like so if it's your treble clef, that's F, you know, it's the bottom space, you know. Or, okay. Yeah, whatever. It's just and so then 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 like C, like the third space up would be snare, and that's basically the, and then there's toms in between, and then this the X's or symbols, pretty much it, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like a lot easier, you know. Just okay, this is the hi hat, that's the ride, and that's the crash, and then there's like toms, and I mean it's basically it. So, um, but yeah, it's yeah, just basically it, dude. I'll just go ahead and do that now. It's gonna be super easy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's no need for numbers because it's not like a string. Instrument. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I understand. The that. numbers is for string instruments, and that's the thing about tabs. There's a really cool like video about the history of guitar. It's like 400 years of tabs they used, and all because all these string instruments use tabs. Like it's crazy, you know. Like you know, violins and all kinds of shit. So, anyways, I'm get that. definitely. Yeah, my drummer doesn't even um, like program anything. He yeah. literally just goes into the studio. And he'll just record something. Yep. So like if I send him, I mean, now that I moved away from the guys, like that's how we've been writing the album is like, you know, I'll, I'll start a riff or something. And then usually the first person I send it to is JP and mm -hmm. he will, um, he usually will send me like a video back and I'll like extract the audio from that. And then like, and then have an idea of like what I'm going to do next. Yeah, so that's kind of like what like how we've been doing it. But I don't know, like I, I kind of think like we did this album kind of ass backwards. Like a lot of these songs were written without vocals in mind, obviously, because okay. we were um, instrumental for the longest time. And now that we added vocals last summer, that's when we're like, OK, now we need to probably rearrange these songs, take out like. A little bit more leads <laughs> and actually yeah. make room for for like a vocal structure mm -hmm. yeah and Definitely. a couple things like i think it's like the last song on the record um chris like did some singing like right off the bat and it made me like want to change 
the entire song based off of what he did vocally. And now uh-huh. like, I'm like, we can't write like this anymore. Like yeah. now I think we need to write, um, you know, vertically because mm-hmm. now that we have like vocals in the band, um, it can't just be like guitar driven the whole time. Right. So it's like, we need to write like a section or two and then be like, what are you hearing? Like for vocals here, and then maybe based off that vocal melody, we're going to find something, you know, what to do for the next section. Interesting. That's actually a, like a unique way of doing it. Because, I mean, um, so thinking with vocals in mind, like usually like what well, Anthony right now, he's having to like figure out like patterns well, and stuff over the music and stuff. But like really doing that. We're just writing words still. But yeah, that that's going <laughs> to what is You're going to have to know. I know what you're going to say is which yeah. is the music is is a solid thing that is handed to me and then I write the words and Casey and I figure out how we organize the words, you know, and, and then things happen while you're recording as well too, where I'm like, Oh, this phrase, I could say it rhythmically a little but bit that's, different. So. But the, what I'm saying is that's interesting to like do it, Hear it from that opposite. perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like opposite of like, okay, vocal. Like I have this idea for a vocal part to come in after that part that's like this. i've never been part of the band where vocals were a thing that anybody was thinking about while the riffs were being written you know because fuck either. you <laughs> yeah, me either. i mean i've i've been in one band that was kind of like supposed to be like a, a more like radio friendly metal band and mm-hmm. we were just like you know i know i remember me being told to like hold back a lot and make the riffs like a lot simpler and more mm-hmm. open and to have more like open ambient sections because there's going to be like a verse here or whatever. And I felt like very like restricted when I was in that band. And uh, that was kind of a big turning point for me where I was like, I don't really want to do this anymore. Um, you know, I want to just start like an instrumental band and just go like in the prog direction yeah so that's what i wanted to ask you is like the was there bands that you were starting to listen to or yeah i wanted to know that missing length of of touring with those types of bands that we had already talked about like the hardcore metalcore style versus Mm -hmm. like that bridge to prog i want to hear that yeah i mean for prog really like i think what got me into prog was hearing chimp spanner that was oh, damn like, yeah Whoa, that, that was like... really like a turning point for me um mm. i i'd never heard anything like that before um and that was kind of like the deciding factor was like this is like what i want to do like this is um the kind of like music that i feel like i could express like the best and just like instrumental um you know, that's like when I got like an eight string and um, I think I, I started discovering more bands like Scale the Summit and, uh, uh, you know, Meshuggah. Um, you know, I was still listening to like death metal, you know, like I feel mm-hmm. like if anything decapitated, like really yep. like, shaped me as yep. a player uh, growing up, um, you know, and even like the more techie stuff too, like I like necrophagist like i remember listening to like epitaph like when when that came out and being like whoa this is like fucking crazy (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, so it was like a lot of those bands that kind of like started, you know, shaping me and like Fear Factory, the really like fast rhythmic stuff okay. like, inspired me um, to like kind of get a more like extended range guitar and just um, try something, something different, you know. So I yeah. started my uh -huh. first <laughs> instrumental band and um, it was called... <laughs> What? Sorry. Uh, no, Joel, Joel's still fucking he his his views sometimes. No, Kate, all no Casey, all... Casey bounced and like had the view like that, and then like we I unclicked it and then we were all zoomed in like shit. But <laughs> oh. no, um, as far as like Fear Fear Factory was huge for me coming out of new metal. Um yeah. Um Fear Factory because of the the sixteenth notes matching the, the double bass. Like yeah. I, like they were the first band to really do that. I'm like, let's be honest. Like that was like when I first heard that, I was like holy shit this is like like the rhythmic part of it and also like uh soul of a new machine like was was kind of death metal they were yeah they, they were, were pretty death metal. Death metal. Yeah. yeah so it was kind of like industrial a industrial style death metal and that's the oh. reason why i got a seven string in high school i was like like 2002 i got a seven string because i was like well dino plays one so that's like what i'm like going after right now is that like kind of like heavy like i think obsolete just came out but Fear Factory yeah, and, yeah. and 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 Chim Spanner is it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, Chim Chim Spanner, um, that yeah, um, yeah, that's was amazing. I mean, I remember uh, uh, when I I was quick little stint in the beginning of Brain Drill was me and Dylan like be, like starting a a project together was Brain Drill, and uh, we were like jamming together, and he was all he was all about like that's like Chim Spanner, but he's all about like you know like shreddy stuff too, but. I'd never heard that style, and I think it was really ahead of its time, because um, that was a while ago when he showed me that. Yeah. I was like, it's almost that periphery, mashugi kind of like style of riffing, where I was like, huh, uh, like where is this band? Like, what's what's going on? They're like this instrumental, like kind of before Animals as Leaders kind of style of band. And yeah. uh, I first time I've ever heard that brought up on the podcast. But yeah, well, let's that not was forget about Fred and Frederick Thorndall's Special Defects too. Oh yeah, oh, that's oh, like that was. Yeah. That's yeah, one big key component for me too that that helped me understand what was going on. And dude, the drummer or was he the drummer? No, that dude what, uh, Morgan Morgan. Uh, I don't even know. Anyways. I think it's Morgan Argen. We're saying it like Americans. <laughs> Morgan Argent. But anyways, well, he's in yeah, that, that Matt's Morgan project. That's what it is. Yeah, that, that yeah. was insane. So that, that inspired you too, though, Nicole, right? Yeah, and honestly, like, I... So I actually discovered Chim Spanner after I discovered Meshuga. Um, I was kind of there right now. Yeah, somebody had told me, like, oh, let me show you, like, the guy who, like, originally kind of, like, ripped off, like, Meshuga or, or Frederick Thordendahl or something. And then, yeah. like, I heard Chim Spanner and, like, I'm like... Okay, yeah, I could see that because like the eight string stuff, but he was like, like you said, I thought he was way like ahead of his time. And I'm like, totally. oh, I'm like this, like this is the future. Like, why don't more people like know about this? Yep. You know, so I kind of just went into like my my prog phase for a while there and like started this instrumental band uh, called Meridium. And, you know, we put out an EP and then like, people like we were getting these reviews and like people were like oh it's like opeth and you know i i knew who opeth was but i didn't i never really like dove in and listened to them 
So I didn't know. And I was so tired of getting these like, oh, it's like Opeth kind of comments. And I'm just like, all right, let me just mm-hmm. fucking listen to Opeth. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm like, this yeah. is my favorite band in the world. No, no, it's fine, like, I, think. I think it's day, my favorite band. And I'm like, people were like, I first started writing instrumental and people were saying it was, was kind of like Opeth or whatever. I mean, now I think like, no, it's not really like Opeth. But the fact that people were saying that was just like. Like, I think that's, like, kind of cool now. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, I was a late Opeth, Opeth bloomer, too. I think it was uh, on yes. the Faceless and Mike Mike showing me Opeth and stuff. And I was like, all right, so what's the deal? Like, what do I need to get into? You guys are obsessed. Like, I keep hearing the name brought up a bunch. And then he's all, he gave me Blackwater Park and Ghost Reveries. And uh, Blackwater Park's the, is it like the white and grayish cover? Yeah, it's it's a it's a dark, it's very dark. Or it's like a grayish. It's grayish. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Ghost Reveries. But yeah. Very no, like foggy, um, foggy looking. Foggy. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And that album still to this day, I'm just like like I'll listen to it and be like, they're the best songwriters. I think they're the best, like yeah. for, for are, a full yeah. song, like from front to back, like they bring you up and down, left and right, and they bring I, you the like heavy and like yeah, that's what I like, like is a roller coaster, dude. I mean, I'm wearing a Mr. Bungle shirt right now. I like <laughs> yeah. a fucking roller coaster, dude. Yeah, and oh, Opeth definitely. is a perfect example of a band that will take you on that roller coaster, dude. And I bought that that Blackwater Park in Tahoe during the winter, so there's like snowing and shit. And oh, like a vibe. You know, and you know what's yeah, funny is totally. I bought it because it was on Coke Records, which is not even really a metal label, but Midian from Gr- Cradle of Filth came out i think on coke the k-o-c-h i think that's how you're supposed to say it though coke i don't know but i was like oh dude this band's on that same label and i and it looks kind of black metal i thought it was gonna be a black metal band yeah then... Op- opus logo and cradle of filth logo both like bummed me out when i was a kid i was like <laughs> i was like i don't want to listen to that that's like the that's like the weak stuff right that's like the oh sad stuff I don't, so you know what i mean <laughs> yeah I, Which, I felt that way when um, Ghost first came out. Oh, yeah. I saw yep. them and, like, you know, what they looked like and, like, the logo. And I'm like, ooh, this, like, looks like it's going to be interesting. And yeah. then, like, I heard it and I'm like, this isn't for me. It's not for me. I, for I appreciate me, it. I think they're like very forward thinking. Um, it's not for me anymore, but it, they they got me for like they got me kind of later. They got me on that la- not the last one that just came out, but the one before that. I finally like just the catchiness and popness of it. I was like, yeah. it was stuck in my head. I went. My friend was like, uh, they're playing in Sacramento. Do you want to go? And I was like, no. And then um, I was like, actually, I kind of want to go. And I went on there. Um, this is a move, by the way. I'm not trying to give my secrets. <laughs> but let's say it's a sold out show somewhere. You go to the Facebook page of the event. You go into posts. And there's a bunch of people that can't make it. They're, they can't last second. And I'm like sitting at work. It's 5 p.m. at work. The show starts at 7. I was like, uh, I'm looking in there. I'm like, whatever. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look. And the guy's like, I got front row tickets for 50 bucks. I can't get rid of them. And I was like, all right, I'll buy it. Like, you know, like I'll buy a front row ticket and I thought it was bullshit. Bought it, met him, got it. And I showed it to the usher. He's like, here, you're in the front, like the very front. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, and um, I went up there and I watched their show, like, like for the first time, like I've seen like clips and stuff and music videos a little bit. But I watched it and I was like, this is like a fucking ordeal. This is like a huge production, production is insane. And it's funny and it's silly and it's serious and it's. It had like everything going for it, and I was like, "Okay, 
well they they found the like the popular like what to do like if you want to get like huge quickly and like they, they nailed it i was like fuck yeah. dude you know like the music stuck with me for a little while and it was just kind of like catchy little like you know like choruses and stuff but um i didn't want to like them and i was like fuck and i have to tell people i like them now i'm like whatever i kind of like them you can know. help it yeah <laughs> i kind of like them they're kind of weird though nice yeah yeah but no, same thing though I, I remember like it's this blue oyster cult kind of rip off with like um a couple mixtures of like uh i don't know like merciful fake king diamond stuff i mean obviously with the face makeup but um i was impressed i was like fuck they uh they found just these chord progressions that are just this most simple like beginning pop music chord progressions and they made these catchy songs and wah, and made it kind of and made it kind of fun <laughs> and uh, but they work yeah but they work and they're catchy and they're silly and they have this like thing about them that i was like all right well um i'm into it sorry <laughs> all right fuck all the ghost talk now guys like <laughs> let's move on we were talking about opeth way better band than that it's true it's true <laughs> but then we weren't even talking about opeth we were talking about nicole's, nicole's band yeah oh yeah yeah weeds out of the weeds guys we're officially out let's do it so you did a you did a kind of like a instrumental kind of project right you were saying yeah yeah, but it was really just like it was like a studio project. Like we never played any shows. Um, I think because I just kind of had a bad experience from the previous band that I was in. That kind of like uh, radio friendly metal band. It was like the first band that I had joined that like had like a manager and like an investor, oh, sure. and there were like people telling me what to write and how to dress and like really what to do. And I you know, was willing to like take that chance for the first yeah. time in my life doing music. Cause I'm like, you know what? I want to step outside the comfort zone. I want to like grow as a musician. Um, and I like, I want to do this for real, you know? So I'm like, just tell me what to do and like, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I guess I just kind of learned that about myself that, um, I, I do not, uh, take direction very well. Um, I, I agree. I mean, not with you, with myself. I'm just feeling you right now. I feel like I couldn't tell have people tell me what to do all the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that didn't really work out for me because I, I felt like I was being held back as a musician. Um, and uh, we were playing like I had just got I could quit a band that I had started and was touring full time with for like three years to join this band and, you know, let them like tell me what to do um, and like how to play and everything. But we were just like playing local shows. And in my head, I couldn't understand like why we weren't touring because I had always just been like, you know, the DIY, like, why do we need to wait for a label? Why do we need to wait for a booking agency? Let's mm -hmm. book this shit ourselves. And like, that's how I toured. Like mm -hmm. I, I booked, our own tours like in the u.s and in europe like we went to south africa um we, sure. we paid for can the I, record ourselves can i cut and, you off for a second like how yeah. is this for aspiring bands and stuff that have this kind of like drive that you have um what like how do you just the basics like how do you start to book a tour for a band like how do you like what do you do do you call venues do you call like promoters in every town or what do you do it's very different now but, you know, doing this, like, 
you know, 12, 13 years ago, it was like uh, MySpace and Facebook, like mm-hmm. finding, yeah. um, finding people Networking. in a town, like you would find like a town, right? And then you would find like a metal fans or people like in that town and be like hey do you know like who who a promoter is like who books at like venues in in that town and then they'd be like oh yeah like i have a friend blah 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 and then like eventually you would get connected to this promoter that books in fucking i don't know um slovenia somewhere yeah and then they'd they'd connect you and be like oh you're an american band like i mean this was for europe too but like you're an american Uh band yeah we'll like we'll book a show for you and you know we'll do they did they did everything else so really like it all the legwork was like the emails and digging and like finding these promoters like all over the world and then everything else like they it, it ended up being like pretty legit because they would get the rest of the bands together and then when we showed up to that town we would like see our flyers and tour posters like posted in all the coffee shops and okay so you very, found the like, right people marketing yeah, yeah yeah very like guerrilla marketing and um you know it's i think it's much harder now now that i've learned like doing this in my 30s and like starting a new band where i'm yeah. just like like please book my band and like no i don't want to fucking sell tickets like the fuck out of here oh i know i know i know that's tough so that's tough i mean especially like and you have your your market too with i mean that's like you know you look at i mean let's bring up a dumb one like an easy one like joe rogan like a a person that's a comedian that goes out and has to sell comedian tickets he started a podcast and he did his own thing and and like you're doing the twitch thing and, and you're doing things to kind of promote yourself now but back in the day you didn't have that though right so that I was like any of that there yeah. was no like internet presence or or anything it was just like finding people to like help you yeah. really put together a tour and like fill dates and how would you yeah. show that you were worth something to them as far as like let's say like my band we want to come out and do this like what would be the what would be like the driving factor to be like okay i'm worth the investment well, I, I remember like when I started that band um, as a hardcore band called Through This Defiance, mm-hmm. and we we went into the studio and recorded an al- wrote and recorded an album and booked a world tour within three Jesus. months. Damn. And, yeah, I mean it was it wasn't too hard to write. You know, it was like hardcore music. Yeah, yeah. And we went in the booking part. I'm just like Jesus. The booking <laughs> part was that was like my full time job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, totally. like, I was like hostess, like you know, at night, like at bars, and um, you know, during during the day, all I did, I was just emailing and just finding venues and like routing shit, and th- that was my life, you know. And I would just, I would basically make enough money to do van repairs and then get on buy merch and then yeah, go on yeah. the next tour. Like that was it. Damn, <laughs> you know, that's crazy. What's but, that sound? Is that Justin riding a horse in the background? Like I uh, hear a... it sounds like a motorcycle <laughs> oh or something. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. We're trying to get our first horse cast. But, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Our nervous horse cast. Um, no, that's crazy to actually do that from I mean, so many bands I hear stories of of doing it like gorilla, like on like we're gonna fucking book everything because we like we've been kind of spoiled um we've been like oh record label okay tour okay we're doing the thing you know what i mean like it was like from from a young age and to have to like start and to do it like that just i mean there's so many bands that you know they're 
they're they want it, but like so many labels won't listen. And and they basically will only base nowadays, it seems like it's off your social media presence or if you have a big social media presence, then maybe you can jump ahead of the game and maybe get on tour or something like that. But like back then it was just like that sounds like a nightmare to be like, we're we're worth it. Like, please invest in our tour. I think I just sent like um, promoters and stuff like the the record. Okay, just like we just put out this record and we we want to tour in it. And I think back then that was just like enough. Enough. You know, look yeah. at your your streams or your fucking Spotify numbers or like you know what. Yep. So no, it was definitely. a lot. It was a lot simpler. Now it's just like, why the fuck should I book your band and you're not going to sell tickets? Like yeah, like, yeah. It know, was like I, maybe like real metal fans, like people that wanted to bring music that they liked. They were like willing yeah. to do it back in the day. Like oh, I like this. I want to bring it out. Now it's like it's people that have kind of got the the greedy, you know, the green thumb that are like, all right, well, how can I make money doing this? And yeah. I, I don't want to take any chances. I just want to make sure it's comfortable and clean and in and out. And yeah, I could see how that the, the shift over the time, you know, has changed. Yeah. It's definitely it's been very like eye opening, um, you know, s- starting a new project like three years ago. And then the pandemic hitting. So all of our like first shows were supposed to happen in March of 2020 and they all got canceled. And then we're just like, okay, like we're this new band and like we haven't even played a show yet. And now like we can't play a show. So what do we do? Like, you know, just put out an EP and just try to just push it out online and create content and everything. Um, and then just whenever, I don't know, this pandemic thing ends and just kind of pick up where we left off with trying to like book shows. And let me tell you, like, it's been quite the nightmare trying oh, to I bet. book shows after a pandemic being like a newer, like unsigned band because all the venues are overbooked, you know, or it's yeah. like if it's any significant show, they want you to sell tickets and I just, I will never do that because I just, you've already, you've already, you've already put in the legwork to not do I that. I can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like fucking 21. Like I'm not trying mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and I feel like I've, I've done a lot of legwork online, like promoting myself, like on so many different channels and, and whatnot. And that's kind of what I got right now. And, um, you know, we got these five shows coming up. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about those. We still got a Yay. So fingers crossed. <laughs> but those yeah. were very difficult to book. And I'm telling you, like, I've kind of just been that like annoying person to promoters. Like, hey, like, please like book us, you know, like, like just get us like on a, a metal show. Like get some you need help finding bands. I'll help you find bands. Mm-hmm. Like yep. give me like a date. I don't care if it's a fucking Tuesday. Like, we just need to get out there and and play so yeah um i'm Damn. excited to finally like you know do this like mini like east coast tour so and- awesome. do you have the dates booked like do you have uh you have like actual booked dates for the east coast tour yeah we're we're waiting on like a venue um for one of them but all the, the okay. tour flyer is announced so yeah, that's like on my channels and everything yeah um, yeah 
That's dope. Are you hitting New York? Are you going to go back and visit yeah. your area? Yeah, that's where we're, we're starting actually in Philly. Okay. And then um, we're going to like this other town in PA called Altoona. Um, we're playing in Jersey at Dingbats. We're playing um, at Lucky 13 in Brooklyn. Nice. I forget, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think there's one more. Oh, Harrisburg. So actually there's like three Pennsylvania dates. So it's all like relatively close. Nice. So, yeah. And you, you got... booked it. Did you book that yourself? Kind of like old school gorilla? Pretty much. Like we we had help like Zachy uh books at Dingbats. So that was like an easy one. And yeah. then I found a promoter. I was originally trying to get us a show at St. Vitus. But they're just like booked up the ass, so that was really yeah, difficult. Right. So the promoter like suggested another venue, um, and that's uh, Lucky Thirteen. So you know, I just mm -hmm. had to like find him, <laughs> and yep. uh, and then uh, Rob from this band called Cognitive from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah, they've been on here. He oh yeah, so Rob actually yeah, helped totally me did. book uh, the Philly date and the Harrisburg date. Nice. So that was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Like one of my really old friends in Jersey, um, Gutter, he, mm -hmm. he throws like a lot of shows, like death metal shows in Jersey. And he directed me to Rob to like help me book stuff for like Philly and all that. Sick. Yeah. So nice. yeah, he really, he helped me with that. But yeah, it was, it was <laughs> not easy. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Like seeing the grassroots style though. That's, I mean, that's like, you know, we've, I've always just been like, whatever, just, you know, we're like, I've definitely thing. been that guy too. Like, I just tell me where to go, dude, because I don't want to yeah. deal with it. You but know? to actually like to have the, you know, to have to go out and book it and then actually do it, that probably would have like more meaning. Each show would probably have a little bit more meaning, probably, if you had to like actually book the show and do the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Yeah. Like the Jersey show is our show. Yeah. Zachy is throwing that show. So that's like our our hometown show. And then I'm going to be streaming all of the shows. Um, it starts oh, yeah. June 24th to the 30th. There's nice. a couple of days off in, in between there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be streaming like every show trying to make it accessible to like, you know, my Twitch community and whoever else like wants to, wants to watch. So. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah. Very That's much. very cool. So we haven't even gotten into the band that we're, we're talking about right now as far as in the timeline right as far as well, like you brought them up but i think we're almost to that yeah we're like to that right now right because you did the the solo project and then did that go right into Kalias? um oh my first instrumental project yeah yeah that um that went into Kalias after that okay. which really like i pulled my my bass player from that mm -hmm. so this is like the third band that i've been in with him Okay. Um, I guess once you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh yeah, and he and now he's singing in Kalias too, and like fucking killing it. Oh I mean, yeah. I just I feel like he's just kind of when he started doing that, he's just I feel like he's kind of like our secret weapon right now. To be honest, that's awesome. Um, just adding that element, you know, because we didn't know we were gonna have vocals, and then when we we decided that last about a year and a half ago. After we filmed on um, No Cover, which is like, oh, yeah, we should probably <laughs> talk about. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got invited to be on um, this like TV show thing because I guess they needed uh, an instrumental, an instrumental metal band. 
right? Considering mm-hmm. who, the, who the judges are, there's like Tosin on the show. Gavin um, Rosdale. Gavin Rosdale, Bishop Briggs, Alice Cooper. Um, yeah, what? so they invi- they invited us to be on, on the show and uh, we're like, yeah, this could be fun, you know, like fly the guys out to LA. And I was already, I was already out there at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we did it for like, you know, I think we were, they were there for like a week. And that was actually like our first show. It was like playing on that show. We flew really, yeah. so but um, that was so how, how long? How long ago was that recording? Like how long ago? It was February of last year. Oh, okay, okay. Because that just actually just aired maybe like a month or two ago, right? Am I? Yeah, the first episode aired like a month, a little over a month ago, and then our second episode aired last night. Oh shit! That's yeah. crazy. So your first yeah. shows on a reality show, yeah, so, and, and like you're all like it's just airing just now, but it was a year ago or yeah. like a while ago. But it happened Isn't during he... COVID, you know. So it was like, we're yeah. like, oh, this this will be like you know pretty good promo for like, you know, we're gonna release a single like that summer, and we didn't know we were gonna have vocals on it. Um, we just kind of decided that after doing the show, and like everyone was like, oh, you guys should really like add vocals to your band and. You know, we thought about it and we're just like, all right, you know, let's let's start looking for a vocalist. And we were like talking to like a few people and, you know, a couple of people said, oh, they're going to do it or they're going to try out. And we're just like, it's like a really weird time for bands in the pandemic, right? Like yeah. everyone's rethinking their lives like, oh, do I want to like even be in a band anymore? Like, let alone do I want to start a new fucking project? Like, yeah. You know, so it's it's not very promising, right? Death metal, mm. <laughs> prog metal, whatever. <laughs> yeah. really, you have to just it's love. A, it's a love. It's a passion. Yeah. You just have to love doing it. There's really no no promises. And, and you know, it can also just be like a fucking money pit. So I, I get it. So really, like, I'm just like, you know what? I, I don't like waiting around for people. I like to just get yep. shit. So I'm just like, why the fuck? Like, let's just do it ourselves. I'm like, I know Chris knows how to sing. Like, I've heard him mm-hmm. sing before. And, like, I will just, I'll learn how to scream. Like, how hard could it be? Yeah. yeah. It was fucking hard. <laughs> oh, no, that's what I was going to ask you. That's what I've been holding on to this question, like, while we're talking about this, is, like, oh you being a guitar player and going from, you know, like, playing guitar and instrumental kind of style to learning how to play like kind of like proggy technical death metal prog metal music and sing like i'll even just like in my head just joking around like at a stoplight i'll be like hear a pop song and i'll be i'll pretend like i'm doing a chord and try to sing the song i'm hearing air guitaring and my brain is just like my hand will just stop. I'll be like, oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly how I do it. But um, it'll just it, my brain won't like, like it just disc it like cuts off the cord between the you know the two things like it just cuts it off. And my my hands all of a sudden are like, what what's going on? My it's focused on my voice now. And then I'm like, oh, and my hands, and I'm back on my hands. And then like well, it's like Christian who had, had the actual physical response where his finger would just. Yeah, well, it's like well, doing the singing while you're playing guitar just sounds Weird. like a nightmare to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's never yeah. been able to click. It's like it a polyrhythm. And I kind of like had immediate regret when it came time, like when it came down to actually doing that. Yeah, I was like, "What the fuck did I sign up for?" I had already, I had already written uh, the lyrics. We already like agreed we're going to do this, um, and I had been practicing uh, vocals. Um, and then I'm like, okay, now I got to just play the song and sing at the same time. And Jesus. I felt like retarded. 
yeah, yeah. I was like, eh. I was like, my mouth was doing these weird things, and I was trying to play. And I'm like, this, these riffs aren't even hard. Like, why can't I? But you know, what do they say? Like, practice, practice. makes perfect. It's like and... patting your head and rubbing your belly at the same time. Exactly. If you do that <laughs> every day. You shred it. You shred it. I mean, I could still do it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, so you can do it, but then switch it once you start doing it. Dude. I mean, that's I like. Yeah, go ahead. I, I also shot myself in the foot because I I wrote the lyrics without the guitar in my hand. So the the lyrics, the vocal patterns to Supermassive, the first single separate, we put out, separate in your brain. They're different patterns. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I had to like learn how to like you know vocally do one pattern while playing another, and it Jesus. was just like it was such a nightmare and like. You know, and even just like learning, like how to scream too. Um, like, all right, I, I you need to try to do this. And when I first started trying, I'm like, you know, I'm watching YouTube videos. Like, oh, I don't want to like blow out my my vocal cords, whatever. There's like a way to do it. And I'm like, oh, you know who fucking does vocal lessons is fucking Rasta from Decapitated. I'm like, let me hit him up. Like, you know, he, like we we chat here and there, or whatever. He knows who I am. So I hit him up. I'm like, hey, like, do you think you have time to like, yeah give me like a few pointers or whatever and he's like he's like oh he's like when are you like tracking and i'm like in three months he's like don't worry like i'm gonna get you ready nice. Fuck yeah. so like you know he he offered to like give me these these lessons and i would meet with him once a week and he was teaching me like the exercises and then like how to like um you know build more lung capacity because i was having problems like finishing sentences like i would run mm -hmm. out of breath and i'm like oh, i'm like running out of breath i feel dizzy you know so he was teaching me like these exercises to just kind of like build my lung capacity and um yeah got me ready to to track super massive and you know fast forward like a year later we just put out our second single with vocals and tracking that was like like a piece of cake and it like it felt so good that's and awesome. even like tracking the rest of the record, like going in the studio and like, you know, I don't really think anything of it. I, like I'm just practicing like, you know, in my fucking car, like two, three times yeah. a week. That's like where I can practice vocals. And um, I guess I'm like, like me. That's exactly what yeah. I am in my car. Yeah. Two, three yeah. times a week. <laughs> so like hearing it like from my bandmates, like, oh, wow, like you're your vocals like sound so much better and like everything sounds really like consistent. And I was tracking things in like one to two takes tops and just like nailing it and not feeling like tired, you know? Yeah. So I'm, like, okay. This like all this practice is like, like finally paid off. Like I can, I feel like I can do this now, you know? So That's crazy. I mean, just even the fact that you're learning how to do that, and then learning how to play guitar while doing that. Because for me, I know my voice is trash. And, and when I was telling you about like me joking around or just in the car doing it, I, I wasn't sounding good. Like I was just trying to link my brain to do you did some backing vocals in Odious live. That's another thing. The joke, the joke for Joel was we would yeah. always put a mic at his place, dude. And then we're just oh like, dude, just do some backing vocals, dude. And he would and do I was it like, every yeah, now I'll and then. Down, I'll do it. I'll just do the backing vocals. And then the part would come up. I'm like, well, it's a riff that's like that. Like, I'm not doing backing vocals. I'm just not doing <laughs> I've never <laughs> even done backing vocals before. Like, I, I mean, that's insane. It's like How two you... years ago. 
ago. Like, if you put a microphone in front of me, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. I'd be like, get that thing out of my face. Like, I have nothing cool. to say. If you had to give, like, a, a, a pointer to someone that was, like, playing guitar and they wanted to do the same thing, they, they, they can't find a vocalist or something like that, how do you... How do you work on like a really quick pointer? Like, nah, how do you, dude, you work gotta, on you that? gotta, you gotta pay the guy from Decapitated to teach you, dude. Well, I mean, he, no, he, no, Roth's just like a winds of creation. <laughs> like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna tell you how to, wait, like, wait, that was like reggae style. No, like, Rastafarian, dude. I, I toured with, uh, with, uh, Roth and he, uh, would do, uh, reggae versions of Decapitated songs. Oh, winds of creation. I know, I know. But, uh, totally but, but, sounds like a Rasta album too. Oh yeah, he's a he's a he's all super into reggae. But the thing is, that's just teaching you the vocals, though. That's not teaching you how to play. Like she's learning the vocals, how to do the vocals, and then do that with you know, like I mean, to play guitar well, at the same time live is insane. I kind of tailor like after that, after like shooting myself in the foot and writing a totally different pattern on Supermassive. Um, I learned my lesson. And I'm like, okay, now I need to write vocals to the riff and like make my life easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because now I like I'm on double duty. And um, so I was like strategically writing patterns that made like I would have the guitar in my hand and I would play the riff and I'd be like, okay. And then I would like work it out. I'm like, is this possible? Like, can I, can I do this? And now like I can do it like on all the songs but I will say that I do have like a performance version of, of one of the riffs in the new single, Disembodied, um, where I'm actually not playing what's being recorded. I'm playing like a simpler version because yeah. it's a really weird time signature. It's like a two, two, three fucking pattern. Um, and what I did vocally on that part was just dragging out words but I couldn't like do really do those trems while dragging out those words. So I'm just like hitting those notes yeah. while like um, like screaming those those words. But that reminds me of of uh, we had a alluvial on. Yeah, West. I was waiting to see if I could squeeze that in, but go for it. Yeah, doing the forty stories. You know, he's doing like kind of this weird. How he said like a he said like a Russian style like that that opening of forty forty uh, stories but he had to like sing over it you know it's like kind of like uh like do that kind of like mastodon kind of singing behind like doing that riff and he's all i don't think he's all i don't even know if i can fucking do it dude it's like it's like it's like on the video he's playing a chord he's all yeah he's like he's not doing it but like on the actual song it's him like doing like finger pick like insane oh, riffs you yeah. know i'm like so how? It, yeah he nailed it right i mean you saw yeah him, right? i didn't i didn't pay attention to pay that attention part. it sounded uh -huh. great though I know. Jesus. Yeah. Not a fan. Yeah. I mean, you know, not everyone can fucking be Muhammad. Right. And and I was, I, I think know. I was like beating myself up over that. Like, oh, you know, like it's possible. But I'm like, I'm not fucking Muhammad. Like, I <laughs> maybe yeah, tone, yeah. <laughs> tone it down a little bit. And like, it's okay to just like, you know, have a performance version of something. Like, if it's just, if it's going to make my life easier. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but totally. honestly, that was also to something that, Zachy wrote so okay. he, he wrote that riff so i was kind of forced to like figure out the patterns on top of that um but for everything that like i wrote like i feel like pretty good about because yeah i know like the riff like 110 percent, and then like writing like patterns to that like is is fine it's like, much easier that's why okay that makes more sense on you talking about um writing vocals first because you're like 
fuck, I got to play guitar too. <laughs> like, I got to like write a, a part that vocals will make sense over this because, um, yeah. As far as like the time frame of just like you learning vocals and having them like, like cool, we're gonna go on to Tosin's and Ash's show and like. Which, <laughs> by the way, like, let's tell people where you can go see that. Where I. Oh yeah, yeah where is that? On yeah. the uh, Sumerian Records YouTube. Okay. So okay. the show is called No Cover, and um, it's about uh, just a bunch of bands that are competing for like a record deal with Sumerian and like some other stuff. Uh, and you you basically just play a song. Come and play your music. own music, no yeah, covers. Yeah, you play your own music. That's why it's called No Cover, because mm-hmm. you don't play covers. You just play your original music, and then you get judged on that. And then they give you like all this advice and... Um, we went to like a, a mercy council where like um, it was like Blasco and Ash, the owner for Sumerian. Um, who else was there? I think the owner of Roadrunner as well. And they kind of like evaluate like our, our performance. And then, you know, they were the ones that like were kind of suggesting like what we should do. Wow. Yeah. And I know like um, I remember who it was, but like one of them was just like. They're like, how come, like, they looked at me, they're like, how come, like, you're not, like, in, in the center, like, you're front and center, and I'm just like, well, I'm like, why do I need to be front yeah. and center? Like, I'm, like, equal with everybody else. Like, I, Yeah, they like, kind of got that. I mean, from the clips I've seen, it's kind of the, um, not not to put it, like, um, what's that, American Idol kind of thing, where they're like, yeah. why isn't it called the Nicole's band? Yeah, you know, image, Nicole, image is, Nicole like, is not- important. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Not what we're doing. No, totally. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen yeah. them. I, I remember a clip I watched because I was looking for the because you posted it on your story, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I want to watch that." And but it wasn't actually posted yet. But it was like another band that was. I watched like a, one or two other bands go, and they were just like, they were like, "You over there, you should be the guy that like does everything." And then this band like, "Fuck them," <laughs> like they just yeah. like kind of say that in front of everyone. I was like, uh, I mean, yeah. possibly, possibly. But that's that's the. Uh, like the American Idol approach, just like, but that's like the cutthroat. Like that's, cut, that's the cutthroat yeah. aspect of that part of the music industry. Is, is like yeah. you gotta you gotta cut any ties we tell you if you want to be a star, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I just, uh, I, I definitely like. We took a lot of their advice. I mean, mainly by adding vocals, mm-hmm. um, and then of course, like there's there's kind of like more extreme vocals. Then there mm-hmm. is clean singing. So naturally, I, I did take uh, the fronting role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, like we, we actually like some of the newer material that's unreleased. Um, there's a couple songs where like Chris has more lines than I do. And I'm like backing him. And he's oh, kind yeah. of found this voice where, uh, man, it almost sounds like like a heavier like Linkin Park kind of. Interesting. Like, he found this like weird like kind of gritty tonal like yelling and mm. i'm loving it i think it totally fits like the new stuff that we've been um we've been writing and you know like i'm kind of like doubling him on on some lines to make it sound like a little more aggressive so okay. totally no i actually you know uh, did a deep dive today just um work was has been crazy for the last few days but um, I did a deep dive. I'm drinking. I can't speak, but I, I did a deep dive on you guys today. Just like listen to you guys for like about an hour, hour and a half or something like that. And I definitely noticed the amount of 
there's so many influences in there. Like there's, yeah. the, it goes from like a, you know, there's a Meshuga part. And then there's a part where the, um, like I said earlier, like the bass break was kind of like jazzy, kind of like getting into like more prog stuff. And it kind of broke everything down. And there was a part that was like, complete like uh then there was like a catchy fucking chorus that like came in with like the singing that was like uh maybe the lincoln park thing you're referring to mm-hmm. and then there was a uh, a part that was like a straight up just like prog metal riff like a guitar like everyone's like i could just see everyone like in my head just headbanging too you know yeah groovy kind of like just jammy riff and i was like damn i was like usually i'm like listen to a band they're like a, a death metal band I'm like oh they're very influenced by this band and this band you know all right i'm out you know, it's kind of yeah. like how like I, I usually take things and I was listening in the beginning. I'm like, OK, I hear the influence here because, you know, like I'm, I'm trying to relate things to things when I'm hearing uh, a band for the first time. I'm like, they, oh, yeah, you it's know, very natural. And, we all do. Yeah, that. it's natural to make like a it's not like going like they just stole from this. I'm not doing that. It's a I'm familiarity like, like thing where we want to feel like what we're listening to, like reminds us of something and it's like exactly familiar. We're always like thinking of I mean, I I feel like I do this all the time with with mm-hmm. Justin when he's writing like I'll hear him write a riff and I'm like oh that's like this riff from that you know? yeah you know actually <laughs> in the whole like uh like his like his band and seeing Surruption and stuff obviously there's a huge influence there but like that style of death metal like of uh not to not to change subjects but I was like just noticing watching Surruption I was like okay this is why they're doing this and Entheos and stuff like that I'm like there's like a bunch of these breaks and stuff. And I was like, okay, like I kind of felt, I felt mm-hmm. like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was like a, some sort of a, it really cut through live where I was like, Oh, it's not just, you know, like and gnarly. Taking it back insane. to decapitated, you know, like that. That's where it started is, probably. I think that surruption is like Spears. the perfect example of a band that, that jumped into that wick or that path that decapitated just splintered off of the line a little bit, you know, like if we're talking the, the death metal of madness, tree like, that, like, that like changed life, like there's a, splinter, my life. There's yeah. a decapitated branch that happened. And then this, you know, the other branches. And then happened off of that and branch. Then, yeah. Yeah. And then we're now we're here like, with yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that, um, Right now, I think, although all the stuff that decapitated is classic, great, whatever, I think that like there's a lot of people that are starting to really hone that that part of that, and they're becoming those. It's like little, Meshuga. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. like this branch that you, I mean, dude, it gets really complex. But all you need is just one little branch to connect, and then boom, we got connection. You know? Yeah, I feel like our like our um, the first music video we put out, Black Dream. Mm-hmm. That was like my decapitated song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. was like very like riffy. I'm like, this is like all like decapitated. But then of course I added like a clean section and like a little yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta make it yours. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. the but whole just, thing like, is the riffiness of it was just like you know. And to the like how you naturally compare bands as soon as you start hearing it, it's because nothing is new. So we all got the same clay. What are you gonna do with that clay? Oh, yeah, you it's know? like I think That's I heard uh, Michael Ackerfeld like said, you know, we're basically products of our record collection. Mm-hmm. And why not? It's like it's everybody says I'm. I want to make something that I want to listen to. Well, mm-hmm. you got a pile of stuff that you love to listen to. Then yeah. that thing's just gonna be on that pile too, or represent that pile. 
you know so, i got a little bit of this clay a little bit of this clay but it's all just there's a finite amount of clay i think mm-hmm. i mean i'd love to see somebody say breaking news breaking news we have a new form of music <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i think the, like, I think the only way is through like electronic like noises that only cats can hear or something i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh dude in the in the yeah those dog whistles like on that yeah. frequency like what if there is like sh- there's like origin times a thousand at that yeah, level it's like you need like certain coming like, through from the 17th dimension i think this is my this is my future prediction so we're gonna have to have like certain like like things over our ears to hear certain frequencies and if you don't have the things that hear the frequencies then you can't hear the song it's like it's like it's nah. like this new it's, it's like 50 years from now like oh dude you can't you can't hear it well you're not cool enough i don't know like you don't have the, the ear, you don't have the ear pad the eye, the eye ear dude like you don't have the eye ear dude <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I mean, you, you don't even like it doesn't even need to necessarily be like music that influences you like it could be that's true like a certain experience or even just like a random like sound that you hear mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know or some sort of like beat or whatever that you hear that isn't coming from instruments right you know i work in an automotive shop there's tons of rhythm that happens in that shop mm-hmm. all day i yeah, hate yeah. it it's loud as shit and i don't <laughs> fucking like it but it's rhythmic you if start thinking of in, like riffs yeah, and, like, i can tap in and actually be like all right my my headphones are dead how am I going to fucking move through the next half hour until they're uh, charged up again? Well, even a, even a fucking blinker at a stoplight, like you got, let's all dick, dick, dick. You're like, you, like, you get like ideas from a, like well, a blinker, or like a little noise going. Yeah. Like, did you ever get into skinny puppy at all? Like industrial nah, stuff? Dude, I, I like, got, fat, I like fat kittens better, dude. Because any of you guys are listening to skinny puppy, you know, no, I'm alive. I'm allergic to kittens. What dude. am I talking about? No, I never really got into it, but I know what you're talking about. Like, like, like live, industrial, live industrial music, right? Oh, there's like, like videos of them live and shit and like fucking... Uh, like yeah, fucking the, hitting the like, fucking sledgehammer. Like anvils and shit. Like and, or like a tire iron and like a... Yeah, yeah. Or like, or like, 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 like chainsawing like a... Like a... Like a t- or I don't know, like some metal. Like I know, totally, something dude. live, like a part of the song. And shit. Well, like, Sleepy Time Gorilla cool. Museum, dude. They had a, a... You guys don't like that band. But you guys listen... You should listen to it. It's heavy as shit. Sleepy Time Gorilla I Museum. I like them. Well, I think I brought them up last time and everybody giggled at me. But Or last time. What? Uh, yeah, I've, I've never drinking. heard of it. I heard, I heard hey, guys, it's a podcast where I've been drinking. Where's that Anthony Drunk hashtag, dude? <laughs> I know. This um, is the yeah, spiral. Lazy about that. You're right. we got to bring um, it back. They have a drummer, but they also had a guy that would just play like found objects, dude. Yeah. In the arms of the. I just clicked, I clicked a random one. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) you could just pick shit out of a junkyard and start beating it like a saw in a flipped over sink. Just beat that shit with the. uh, What's like Bjork, dude? Bjork, my mom would always, like, back when I was a little kid, she showed me this video she had of her just crushing snow. And that was like the sound she used right for like, up against like the microphone. Yeah, and that was like it's the like sound. ASMR before everybody started calling it ASMR. I don't even know what ASMR is, dude. I'm a boomer. I don't know. It's like, isn't it like? It's like girls that go to the microphone and they're like, "Oh, yeah." I randomly saw that on Twitch. That's so funny, Nicole. You bring that up. I randomly like saw like a person with like a weird mic, and I clicked it on Twitch, and it's just people going. 
Yeah. <laughs> the whole time, and Are there's like serious, nine thousand people watching, and they're like, "There's a thing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. There's like nine thousand people watching. And they're I going, yeah, they're going people like, are just yeah, kind of like, of course, it, they're yeah. just like, I can't look away because I'm. So that's a- ASMR. That's ASMR. Yeah, I don't even know what it stands oh, for, okay. but I just know that it's like, or it's like, audio. I don't know. Audio stimulation. Or it'd be like uh, words like you wake people like Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer so it said oh it on a podcast. He he has like, words of affirmation that he plays in the morning where it's like, You're doing great, buddy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I I, was, I used to do um this thing on my channel. I would have well, I still technically have it as a, a point redemption where um I would do like either a vocal playthrough from something on my song list. But I live with my sister and um, she has a baby. So like he's always sleeping throughout the day. So sometimes like, you know, I couldn't scream. So I would put vocal playthrough slash whisper through of like, you know, a fucking DM track. And it became mm-hmm. like this thing, this like funny thing where we people were just calling it like, like death metal, like ASMR, because like <laughs> I would just like pick like a Casey, song. I know Casey is giggling right now. Okay, keep and going. And I right. would just whisper. I'd be like, oh, the no, whisper show. Oh, and oh. it would just all be like whisper, like yeah, yeah. Gotcha. whisper screams. <laughs> but I, oh, Casey, I, Casey will do that too for like. That's how we talk. That's how we talk. That's how we create this. Look, Casey will have like a rhythm, a vocal, and be like. Oh, well, I do that too. <laughs> No, I still, I still do that. Justin, yeah, I mean, to do that. Yeah, like, dude, oh, you, like I know. I'm giggling. It's dude, not even that funny, dude, but it is patterns. just funny that we're bringing you, this up. If you do the whisper cup, it's like gnarly. You know, you're all like, oh <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> Casey can make it pretty fucking gnarly, dude. Yeah. That's not at all. Ace Ventura, fucking whisper uh, cup, dude. Yeah, <laughs> the whisper totally. cup, dude. That's yeah. this is Sorry, so awesome. Well, I, you know, this is just another thing that's showing me that, like, no matter where you're at or what you're doing, like, we find these common ways to translate what we're thinking to the other people that we're trying to create music with. Mm-hmm. So it's like there isn't any language other than, like, you know, how many times have we tried to do riffs on this show with your mouth you know it's like a common thing i think it was like on the bingo card where it's like somebody does a a riff with their mouth or whatever mouth noises and you're just like yeah that's how we translate the thoughts that go in our head to the next person that maybe be able to bring it into this reality because i can't the best was uh what's it called Uh, dallas from uh nile was like because uh, we we called it like a uh, death metal talk or something like that. He's all, oh, you mean riffinese, dude? Riffinese, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, riffinese. That's exactly what I was just saying, dude. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. riffinese, dude. That's riffinese. So sick, dude. Oh, like the language. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like a language of death metal. He because he had like Zans. He's all Zans. Zans, Zans, Zans. That's all Dallas. Like he goes Zans, Zans, Zans. Like, and we, we speak like, digga, digga, like, digga, digga. And we were like, I was like, and like Matt Satella was like, jun, 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 chicka, chicka, jun, jun, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how I'm like, he's more of a Zan versus a jun, jun. You know, it's like, it's different dialects. The riffing Yeah, different you know. dialects, exactly. Marie's a Zan. Mine's like, <laughs> it's East Coast dialects. <laughs> it's East Coast. See? really is. West Coast. Yeah, yeah. We use Jens, dude. We're Jenning. Jens and Diggas. Yeah. 
But Matt was he'd always do like the finger thing on the on the you know like on a like on a um, table. Oh, the double oh, yeah, finger. Yeah. And he'd be like, and then he's got the snare, so he'd be like, that's another person, Nicole. That you talked about your like background in music and not knowing like theory and stuff. Like he doesn't know pretty much anything. He knows as far as like he's just kind of like what the patterns he's learned and stuff like that. And he's, um, I remember asking him about it. I'm like, how the fuck are you writing all this shit? Like not knowing anything. I mean, that's, that's it. Not very common to be writing that kind of music or like just prog in general. Like totally. Always tell me they're like, how did you write that then? You don't know like any theory. I'm like, I fucking have years, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah. he said. That's I mean, that, that, it goes all the way back to your, your adolescence's ears. That's yeah. He, he's, that's that's what he said. He's all, he's all, you know, like I can, I'm, I can hear it. So I want to play it. Like I hear yep. it in my head and I want to play it. And then versus like, if, if I couldn't hear it, then I want, I'd want tools to help me. And that's for him. He's all, that's what I've kind of learned. Theory was like to kind of like when I'm at a place where I can't understand what's going on or want an idea or something like that. Like I'll use kind of like a chord progression or something like that to like when I'm, he's learned it later, but he's like, you'll learn, like you can either have it come out of you like naturally, or if you can't like, you know, like come up with something, then you'll just be like, okay, well the scales, this, and these chords are this. And then like, I'll work yeah. with that and like use theory as like a constructive tool like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. cool. Also like when I don't know, like, like with, with, with Diego and, and Joseph playing with Diego from discourage and like doing a lot of that stuff, like, like I, like I saw him learning those songs and everything. And like, he'd be like, dude, there's these parts that just like the time just, is just i don't know like it just breathes you know and diego would just be like you just have to like feel it like with him you know it's just it's kind of just there's no like you know it's not like to a grid or a track click you got to just do like these like slows down like 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 the tempo dynamics like gotta feel it just kind of how you go into that riff it's got to be this right way and there'd be times that they're playing and he's like almost almost he kept saying like it's close but it's gotta you can tell he's like it's gotta just do this, like, this certain pocket that's all feeling mm-hmm. and so it's yeah. like to explain that like theory it's not i mean it's not really i mean like, it's its own theory but it, it's like it's from it's like t- time can breathe in music you know totally so, so that's the theory is like the time breathes but it's like no, I think it's like, with the musician like you kind of have to like dig it like with the person there kind of it's if cool. the number one is is infinite you just keep slicing it before two. There's so much space in there. You just got to find your little yeah. spot. God, where I wish you're I gonna really stoned. drop that. No, I oh, did fucking rage, bro. <laughs> fucking hit that wave, bro. I mean, fucking Cali death podcast palm trees, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. I'm having a blast with you guys and gals right now. I'll see him. Fuck, did we uh I did not first of all, Nicole, you coming on here, the chat. I remember the within the first like three minutes we were on, it was like it was, I was on a different screen, so all 17 chat like messages. So I was like, what the fuck? So I there's probably a lot on here for you, but there's like 1.8 billion comments. Um, I wanted to do like a question section. Oh yeah, if there was any like questions or whatever, anybody yeah, right now there's people, there's people on here. I mean, the chat's been going pretty good, but I think there was some questions in there that we haven't really 
There's Got this you. one. What do you think about this one? Answer this one. <laughs> what up, Troy? <laughs> yeah, That's Troy. What's up, Troy? That's what's up, dude. Troy, um, <laughs> Troy helped me set up uh, the Collius merch store. What oh, was yeah. it called? Fifteen yeah. Camera Fullerton. That's what they called them earlier. Fifteen <laughs> Camera Fullerton. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here's one. Here's a, for right now. What's your biggest inspiration? Like musically, what's what's new that's coming out that's a big inspiration? Oh man, you know, like not to be like super corny or anything, but I pretty Corn. much like. I kind of get inspired by Justin like every day. Not to be oh, honest. yeah. Well, listening. Jesus. I'm not listening right yeah. now. But, um, yeah, it's very it's very easy to get inspired by like just how in-depth like the stuff is that he's writing right now on so many different levels. Not just death metal because it's like even beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's definitely um, been very inspirational. Like kind of seeing his his writing process. Um, so yeah, where do that's we go from there? Cool. <laughs> no, no, I just think that's cool to be like. That's very cool to be. That that's another thing too that I'm starting to see that that is totally working for uh, a few groups of people. Like mm-hmm. stabbing, they're two couples that work together, and they they have a unit that works. So they're not only that's like a double version of like something that is more rare than you would think Two couples that actually outside of their relationship contribute to something else, you know, like Entheos, Naveen oh, yeah. and Chaney. That's a solid unit. You and Justin solid unit. I'm like, yes, I'm how did, we're, how did we're seeing mean, all this against this. the grain stuff right now. And I'm loving it. You know, I want the, the, the story about how you, how you guys, you said only a couple years ago for in me and my brain with you guys, just, you know, knowing you guys as friends and stuff, I, in my brain, you guys have been together for like 10 years. So you said only a few oh, yeah. years, right? So yeah, how did like you guys meet? Two years. Yeah. Um, we actually met like during lockdown when I had to move back to, to LA. Okay. So, I, I didn't even know, like, I mean, I knew about Zenith Passage, but I've been friends with Rob, like, forever. Oh, yeah, me too. I yeah. didn't know, like, who else was in his band. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, like, Justin and I would just, like, started, like, talking on IG or whatever, like, just random, like, guitar shit. And I was in, like, Long Beach at the time. And um, he's like, oh, yeah, like, you know. I live in like San Pedro. Like, if you ever want to like jam or something, and I'm just like, mm, yeah, like okay, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I kind of I tend to like bypass like invitations like that because I'm just like really stubborn. And um, I ended up like I was climbing a lot that summer of COVID, so I was I was somewhere climbing like every weekend um, mm-hmm. with my friends, and you know, one weekend we were. Uh, in climbing out in Sedona and I remember Justin messaged me and he was like he's like hey do you know of any like you know places that I can go hiking where it's just like not too hot right now and I'm like uh well you check out like Idlewild you know that's kind of by Palm Springs it's really close to LA um and then I was like I'm in Sedona right now like it's pretty sick here because it's at elevation so and then he's like Arizona um sedona yeah it's in it's in arizona i'm sorry i'm having a big synchronicity right now because my wife was just like you know there's some pretty dope places in sedona that 
you know you can get some good deals right now like literally before this fucking podcast so <laughs> oh really you know, my, this is how my life works so i'm now after this podcast i'm gonna tell her we're fucking going to sedona don't yeah. fucking tell me no it all happened right okay sorry go ahead yeah so um you know i was just throwing out like suggestions or whatever because i'm always happy to like tell people like where to go in the outdoors because i've just like been everywhere and that's what i love to do Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I've always wanted to go there. He's like, I think I'm actually just going to drive there. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm like, feel free. Like, I'm out here climbing with friends. But, you know, you're you're welcome to come, like, hang out or if you want to try to climb or something, you know, like, we got all the gear and all that. And, um, yeah, he ended up, like, driving out. And um, we, like, officially met and, you know, just talking about fucking guitar shit. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history like we started jamming we started like writing um this kind of like proggy stuff like i guess like i inspired him to um get an eight string build with kiesel oh damn and he inspired me to get a six string because i didn't even own a six string wow um so we were kind of just showing each other stuff and then like we wrote like a bunch of songs together and um we started doing those like uh those little dm quickie songs it's like one minute like dm songs mm-hmm. and i was like posting that like on on my youtube we had derek on one of them which is pretty cool oh yeah um nice. but yeah it was just it was it was all there and it was like super fun and you know you I, said I climbing what, what kind yeah. of climbing rock climbing yeah i i rock climb i ice climb yeah you gotta follow ice her on uh, instagram what? you gotta follow her on instagram like uh, like i mean we just recently be- i just recently started following her yeah, you'll, you'll oh, see like I, random I story. Really she's like she's shit, like fucking yeah. like like fucking climbing That's up the dope. sketchiest thing with, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, where and are you? Ice right now? climbing? What the fuck? Ice climbing? Yeah, he's like ice axes and like. You're so um, much more savage than I'll ever be. <laughs> That's like my favorite thing to do. Okay, <laughs> well, ice, I so ice climbing. Okay, maybe I would start rock climbing first obviously. yeah yeah probably go right into ice climbing let me go do a few years of rock climbing and then maybe i'll have yeah. a different answer all right yeah I, st- I started in the same season like i think i started rock climbing one summer like when i was in new york and then yeah like 12 years ago and then like that winter i was like i want to try ice climbing now and then like i've just gone like every every season since then what's That's the awesome. sketches okay Let's hear the sketchiest <laughs> shit that ever happened to you in all this. Oh, so many times. Um, definitely uh, in Alberta, in Banff, one okay. winter, um, I was climbing uh, Lake Louise Falls. And we had just arrived, actually, that morning. Um, and I was with my girlfriend and one of our other girlfriends who had never climbed before but she just wanted to come to alberta and like try it you know she wanted to just tag along with us yeah um you know it was like four o'clock and we were in the area and i'm like why don't we just like go do the first pitch of like this you know this like four pitch climb which is is like it's like the bunny slope if you're snowboarding or skiing like it's Um, just Oh, oh, it's, it's about how, lo- how long a, a climb is. Like, if a okay. climb is longer than the length of or half the length of your rope, which ropes are usually 60 to 70 meters long, um, if the climb is longer than that, you have to break it up into pitches. 
So you got to stop because otherwise your okay. belayer, whoever's holding your rope at the bottom, will yeah. run out of rope, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's this four-pitch climb, and I'm like, why don't I just do, like, the first pitch and come down just to kind of, like, get a feel for, for the ice here. And, uh, yeah, 4 o'clock, end of the day, fucking winter, right? Great idea. What could go wrong? Jeez. <laughs> um, mm. So, and, and mind you, um, it was minus 14 Fahrenheit. Oh, um so you know i like i had the foot warmers and everything but i don't i don't recall them really making it working yeah at that point again much more savage than me go on um so i go up and you know my girlfriend is is belaying me you know i put in you put in ice screws as your protection so there's no rope up there or anything you take the rope with you and then every like i don't know seven or eight feet you you place an ice screw and then you you hook the rope to that so if you fall then like that ice screw is supposed to catch you um and i i used all my ice screws and then i got to the top of the first pitch and i'm like all right it's time to come down i need to build um a v-thread which is basically screwing two holes in the ice where they will meet at an Mm -hmm. angle and then you place the rope through that and that's your anchor, and you can lower off of that. So you take the screws back out, and you feed the rope yeah, through that. Just one screw. You just you put one screw in, and then you kind of eyeball it. You put one on the other side, and then you can like you can shove the rope in there. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. The hole, and mm-hmm. then you can get lowered off of that. Mm-hmm. So it was so fucking cold that I put in my my longest my V threader screw, and uh, it froze midway into the ice. So I was like, oh, shit. So I, I, I unscrewed it. And usually you can kind of like like blow out the ice or kind of get yeah. it to where it'll come out. It's not happening. What? So I basically had a screw that was frozen on the inside, had frozen ice. It was useless. And I had no other screws left. So I'm just like, how the fuck am I going to I'm starting to get anxiety, guys. <laughs> like, how the fuck am I going to get down? I'm just like kind of. <laughs> figuring out like all right um this is like really bad right now i i down climbing is not an option don't want to fall here because i'll definitely i probably won't die but i'll probably like break both my legs my hips or shatter my fucking spine or some shit like all right well i guess like the only option like i saw there was another pitch that went up to a tree and i'm like it looked rather short like a short pitch and i'm like i guess i could just keep going up and make sure I don't fall, because if I get to that tree, I'll be safe, and I can wrap the rope around that tree and rappel down from there. So that's what I did, and I didn't really tell my partner what was going on, but our friend who had no fucking idea what was going on was just like, "Uh, yeah, she's still climbing. And (laughs) Diane was like... She's doing a lot of work up there. She's like, you're past the halfway point on the rope, like meaning that she's running out of rope. And I'm like, I know I have a plan. Just bear with me. And like, dude, every single swing that I, I swung my axes and my like crampons, like my boots and do was like so fucking hard because I'm like, there's literally no room for error right now. Because if I fall, like it's over and, you know, this wasn't fucking worth it. Like you shouldn't have started this late like it, it's never climbed and minus fucking 14 who would have thought the yeah. v-threader would have froze you know so i i made it up to this tree and uh i think there was already like a sling on it that somebody had left 
Um, so I threaded the rope through there and I'm like, all right, I'm safe. You know, so I had to actually like, you know, tie a knot in the rope there and leave the rope. So that's, that was part of my plan. I'm like, the rope won't reach the bottom if she lowers me right now. So I have to leave this rope here in order to get down, you know, cause it's like yes. when you're past that halfway point, like if someone's lowering you, they, you you won't reach the bottom. So the only way to get around that is to just have one line, the end of the rope at the top and the end at the bottom. And then you just repel off that one line. So, mm. you know, that's what I did. Um, I got down and I'm just like, we'll come back tomorrow and get this rope. I'm sure there'll be people here tomorrow that will like help us or whatever. And um, I'm like, I, I don't want to like talk about it right now. I just want to like, I want to take these fucking boots off. I couldn't feel my feet. Yeah. Yeah. My, my feet felt like bricks. And like um, when I, you know, took my socks off, one of my toes was black. Um, so that was fun. Oh shit. Did, that was a fun. Uh, is it still? Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Fine now, but it was like a, <laughs> kind of a yeah. six month recovery on that this is a fucking this is a fucking story Jesus. i'm like yeah. i'm i'm on every word on this one right now and i mean it, it breaks i mean i mean pitches ain't you know uh fuck i had a, a pitches ain't shit but ropes and trips i don't know i'm just <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> but no, that's crazy. That's that's insane. Thanks, My brain wanted to do Oof. something like that. No, nah, that, that's like such. So you do something like that, and you go through something like that, and you're like, "Yeah, let's do it again." You're that's a new lease on life. After that, you made like, it down. You do it again after that. You're like, yeah, how does your brain I mean, clear? How does your I brain like? Yeah, I black, didn't, like, uh, red light flash. Climbs at at four p.m. Let's just say that. I guess say you're saying when you like laid in your your hatchets or whatever you had and your your feet, you're like you really dug them in. Like that was your way of like giving yourself some strength at that point, like or I like peace of mind like, at that point. Adrenaline at that Jesus. point. That was peace of mind right there. Like all right, I fucking drilled these fucking things yes. in. Like at all right, now point, I can take it. I have I like can... three solid points of contact. Yeah, and then I you're like, know. okay, I can take a fucking breath now and kind of reassess yeah oh that was that was rough well you right that but then okay all right let's wrap it up on one quick awesome story though like how you oh look at that she's bringing up one oh now you do jesus i know we're all the degenerate cavemen that she's been talking (laughs) to for almost three hours you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the party. Cheers. Yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Tell me, like your favorite though, like how, how like Most where like, like everything worked out, like boom, boom, boom. And side note, have you ever done the camping on the side of a cliff where you gotta? No, I no? haven't. I haven't done the portal edge thing yet, like a multi. That that sounds pretty gnarly. Yeah, too. everything I've done, like I've been able to do like start, you know, maybe alpine start if, if it's a really long climb, like four or five in the morning. And then if you're like rappelling in the dark after that, that's it's already like a 12 hour day, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I've Amazing. definitely done like a handful of those like in Greece, um, in Jordan. I think like some of the longest climbs I've done uh, were in Greece, actually. 
Um, but You're yeah. living it up, man. I have a request. I have a request. Can you like stop climbing so you can keep making music and we can like see? If no, we're no. Side note: I gotta ask this question. <laughs> Do they make snow climbing boots, but in flip flop form? <laughs> oh my oh god! My god. <laughs> <laughs> Not a drunk coming in with the one that I wanted to ask. Yeah, I don't know about that. What do we say? Uh, earlier? Yeah. Walk the walk, flip the flop, or what? Flip what was it earlier? Yep. <laughs> just climbing and this like flip flop falls on your head from the guy above you like oh no those are the, the the you know oh, the no. what's it uh on yosemite sick you guys were right there shorts, you guys were next to yosemite. board shorts bro what no i was i was just going oh, okay Casey was saying sorry. um but no that uh it's a free free something it, it was about a uh, el cap free solo the el capitan because it's like mm. oh yeah mostly like there's like the easy one to take and then like, they're like we're gonna do the hard one and they did like the hard it's like a whole documentary and then doing the hard one oh, they the got don wall? the don wall yep and how they like were oh, stuck okay. there and like because they had to both make the the jump you know like there was one jump where they were stuck to like get to the next spot but they had their oh yeah it was like their... 15, 17 <laughs> yeah. or something like that yeah, yeah, it was a certain pitch. Yeah, it was a, it was a son of a pitch. But um, you know, that, that, they were stuck there forever, like almost like three or four days, right? They were like, I have to almost give up. One guy made it, and the other yeah. guy didn't, you know? So, yeah. so Justin, okay. what did you guys order? What kind of food did you guys order? He cooked. I cooked. Good oh, job, The Mexican oh, restaurant. That? that was closed, dude. Oh, uh, okay. What, what, what do you cook? Like, what, what do you cook like a, in a situation like this? It's like a, it looks like a very healthy rice bowl. Uh, no. it's pasta. You mean oh, can you see it? It's pasta with kind of. mushrooms. All the, all oh, the shit up here, dude. All the shit my grandparents have is like ten years expired. I'm not oh, even kidding, yeah. dude. It's oh like, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to find shit that's not expired and cooking it. It's a they like hold on to stuff. They're like, yeah. hey, check out this milk. It's still good. Actually, <laughs> I get in these uh conversations with my roommate all the time. He'll like eat the, like I look up like I cook chicken. I put it in a sealed thing, and it's in there. How long? I like search online it's like four days he's like dude like i have uncooked chicken that's been there for like nine days i'm gonna cook it today i'm like stop being a bitch and i'm like all right well i don't know i don't yeah he's like that it's like like two years expired it's been in the like a chicken's been in the freezer for like two three years and he's like i'm gonna make chicken and i'm like dog i ain't eating that (laughs) yeah he's like you're like door dashing on the side you're like yeah totally i'm down to throw that (laughs) there's this can of uh like canned salmon and it's like so old that it's like the can is protruding yeah. up because of all the gas that's filling up. But he up. won't get, he uh-huh. won't get he rid of it. Lunch, I'm like, oh, I'll make like a tuna salad, or like he's like, oh, there's. He's like, got you. Salmon. I'm like, perfect. And he gave it to me, and the and the, the <laughs> can was like ready to like burst. I'm like, oh how God. fucking old is that shit? Oh no, Jesus. Oh my God. God damn. Well, on that note, I'm actually I need to eat dinner pretty soon because <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> but uh. Nicole too. and just, I mean Nicole, thank you for fucking coming on. Justin, thank you for fucking hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is super fun, guys. Justin, this yeah. Justin, Justin. Yeah, is no, the, the I love, I love how you have the tiny fucking. I loved it, dude. My favorite oh, yeah, this one. Yeah, this one. Yeah. I'm on Nicole's side. No, I represent. Oh, oh you throw that's a like the, the drunk chick at the show. Yeah, that's the actually hammered that the really Aussie is, shirt. Yeah. The Aussie shirt. That's the, the, good, like, the guy who's, like, who's in the back by the bar who's drank too much at the end of the show. He's just like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well, dude, like, the ghoul hand. It's like it's all 
my favorite actually justin one of my favorite videos that you posted is the one guy during dragon force that you're filming air drumming. <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> you need to like you need to like solidify <laughs> that on the that internet forever. this guy going he's just like, playing like drums super like it's like this old guy just like drum and like justin just moves the camera over and this guy's just going going after it and the guy goes like this he's all and just looks back at justin just immediately and it. Justin, it. justin's just all like God, and the guy's like, "Yeah, brother, fuck." Because he, he, he knew that he yeah, got brother. caught. Yeah, brother. Dude, he just knew that I did it. I just thought I was gonna get jumped. He looked so, upset. and I was like, "Yeah, dude." And then he just went crazy. How can they look at your smiling face and wanna jump you? Come on. If you're making fun of him, though, like friendly Jesus. Yeah. But maybe you can tell that like he calls him like a. He looks like a friendly Jesus. So what? He does. So what? The shit. If we got both of you guys on, who the fuck do we raid right now? Who's on right now? We'll raid Justin just for. <laughs> we're ready to call. No, really. Call. Is there anybody that we should raid right now? Just hit somebody. I'm gonna raid by Kevin Mueller. He's he's playing video games right now. I'm watching. He's Who got cares? a Gojira shirt on. Who cares? Raid him. He's playing video games. Keep it in the fam, guys. Do we know how to raid yet? <laughs> we yeah, they're really yet? One. Oh, there. Well, Chain brains on. Grant Grant from Unleash the Archers is on. Kelly oh, Death I on. love that band. What's the what's Kelly the screen Death? name? Oh wait. It's Kelly Duff. Oh, um, right, Grant Truesdell, UTA. Grant. Everyone's going to leave right now because we're like, who the fuck is that? Oh, oh here we go. Oh, oh, nice. Come on, Sorry. dude. Jedi coming in hard, dude. Yeah. What's, Jedi, what's Jedi saying? He's giving you who to go to. I fucking that love. was the person, right? I fucking love Murray. Do I have to yeah, follow Where's the shit? Everybody's okay. the shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> The chat. All, right. All right, I'm not gonna fuck this tonight, up. guys. Uh, yeah, I love you guys. Thank you, chat, for showing up. That was fucking awesome. And obviously, yeah. no, we got two fucking amazing fucking Twitch people on here. That's what's Nicole, up. Nicole and fucking Justin are some my favorite, like and top some, three fucking three green um, or missing four, but three green Twitch guys that were trying to we're trying to grow to be your status, guys. So. This is a great great podcast. Thanks, dude. I love you. Thank you oh, and I'll also say, um, I'm leaking this right now at the end. Um, but uh, we are, take we'll take it. We're releasing a new single and music video on the 17th next Fuck Friday. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yep. A week Sick. before the tour starts. And if anybody's on the East Coast, um, check out the, the tour flyer. It's all over my socials and, and the band socials and everything. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I need to get. Do you have CDs out and stuff? Are you gonna get CDs yeah. and stuff? No, I'm drunk. It's, it's all gonna be digital, so you can stream it anywhere. Um, you don't have to announce that every you time. Wanna, Everybody you knew, money, like right on Bandcamp, you know. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like I was gonna say like send me a couple, and I'm like if you tap me three times on the shoulder and, and it's like, say say Nicole, tap me three like, times on the shoulder, I'm drunk, dude. Sorry. <laughs> that means yeah, you get a free CD. You have to go. Like, Again, just stream it. I don't want your money. I'm not doing that. Send me a free CD. What the fuck's a CD? Right, I still like CDs, dude. I just don't buy nearly as much as I used to. Do you yeah, want two CDs. Wait, what did you just say? Do you want two CDs? Of which one? Two CDs, nuts. All right, let's go ahead and <laughs> come in. We walked right to that. Do you want? Wait, 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 wait. Oh my god. Do you want to? So, uh, do you want to lay? I'm gonna go and raid before you, you want to lay. <laughs> you wanna, you, no, do you want to lay? 
Zerdick. Oh, oh, oh. Call back. <laughs> That's the biggest callback of this fucking episode. Don't even fucking. Girl, you want a tiny? Me. I'm just kidding. All right. Oh my god. Thank you, Nicole. Dude, I had, I had a great awesome. time with you guys. Uh, oh, yeah, Justin, uh, you're a big plus. Of course. Anytime you want to come on, you or Justin, everyone. I mean, Derek is uh, disallowed forever. Kidding, no, <laughs> he's one of my best friends. But uh, you guys no, I was... have Chris on. Yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris has been like he said 110. percent He said 110, 110 is going to happen. I I'm going to text him right now. A few We're slots that. Oh, that... Christopher Beatty. Definitely not. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Well, he was uh, always waiting for the dream shit to drop. It, 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 he was waiting for the dreamer shit to drop, and then it, you know, I'm trying that, that trying. we were talking about that splinter. He splintered yeah. off a little oh bit, and oh he's still. Oh, what's going on? What's going on? Hold on. I'm. I'm gonna. There's a really large bug. You don't like bugs. Okay. Oh. Hey, go inside. Go fucking kill it for her, bro. You're her hero right now, dude. Go pee on it. Put your salad down and fucking go kill the bug, dude. <laughs> I don't want to kill the bug. I wouldn't kill the bug. I would usher ourselves inside. <laughs> It's one of those um, one of June those, bugs. June, yeah, that's why I'm pulling the my big hair, like, fuckers that just run so into you. Yeah. Being an outdoor person, I am like really bad with like bugs. Spiders for me is spider. Like, I have a I, pinko I, tarantula upstairs right now that I just I this morning. Yet. It was super cool. Me too. And like, the thing all... is, what sucks with me, Nicole, is like my mom raised me Buddhist to not kill anything. Like that's how I was raised. So like I can't kill anything, but like. Last night there was a big spider running through my my house and my cat was fucking with it. I'm like, well, gotta smash it because it's like you know what my cat now. <laughs> you, know, like, you know who taught me not to kill spiders is Anton Levey, the Church of Satan. Gee, hell yeah, dude! Really? Oh it really is because he was like, I could kill a human being. Anton, because they're all because humans are shit, but I can't kill a spider. <laughs> I can't kill a spider because I know it's being the best spider. Oh shit, we haven't ended the podcast yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do, I thought, just because we raided i'm like we're done right it's done yeah all right oh we already uh, did raid up. all right yeah we did we did I raided all right during hey, your joke plug, nicole plug uh everything you want to plug did we do that in the beginning i'm sorry if we didn't oh yeah i should probably do that where um, can people buy stuff from you and support you yeah so i mean everything is is on the website so colliusofficial.com okay. pretty easy to remember um we're on instagram we're on YouTube, um, so make sure to follow the bands. You know, leave leave Plugs a comment. The Twitch channel it. as well. Um, I'm on Twitch, so I'm on Twitch on with my full name, Nicole Papastavru. <laughs> I right, wait, we're so, one step behind. <laughs> I'm not gonna type Nicole. Oh shit! I'm like, I'm thinking right there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes. obviously, yeah. Nicole's Nicole and Justin are mainstays, and they're going to be the fucking Straight up. next and Twitch support stars. the end of the passage. Like, support you know fucking yes. support, support death metal. My dude. biggest support inspiration. I, I love that you guys are together and you're creating separately. And I would love to hear what you finally guys come up. Finally, guys, what the fuck am I saying right now? <laughs> Once you to finally put your project together, I'm I'm excited for that. Like a, a Justin Nicole EP, whatever it's going to be called. Yeah, we got five carnivorous songs. horse, maybe in like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have five, five songs. They're just they're in hibernation right now. Yeah. All right. You want to well, hear a terrible name? I just came up. I came up with a terrible name for you guys just now. 
What? It's uh instead of entheosis. Bug killer. It's instead of entheosis, empty dose. Damn. <laughs> we actually don't dose. have we don't have a band name yet. I think carnivorous horse is a good one. Yeah, I know. It Look, is I mean, name, name. Name. Man. Flush is another one. Horse flush, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. <sighs> and you guys are just on a ranch right now with all these horses around you. Yeah, yeah. you gotta do horse related yeah. material. Like there's not enough horse to really do band names. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh well, fuck yeah! Love you guys. Thank I, you guys so for much fun. Hope to see you guys soon uh, in person again. That was really cool to see you. And uh, was, yeah, was, oh, we didn't even plug our own shit, dude. Calidothpodcast.bigcartel.com. Mm-hmm. What I what was I about to say? Oh yeah, Cali Death Death Podcast. Oh yeah, dude. which first of all, com. the first shirts I've ever seen in person were these motherfuckers wearing them at Fallujah. That was uh-huh. when oh yeah, I caught my Yeah, I know. I saw it. Perfect. I was like, what the fuck? It was all like. The first time Justin's like came up to me, he was like, "What's up?" I'm like, "What's up?" Thank the first you for time putting in like work. You know, like that's the the most like custom <laughs> Cali Death merch. That's awesome. That, that looks yeah. sick. That's, that's like, what, him. Uh, him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Her and <laughs> her and uh, Jack Wilson. They got two custom <laughs> pieces. You know, Jack Wilson had it. Uh, in the beginning, he was the first one rocking our uh, logo. Yeah, I'm going to talk through it, dude. I'm going to talk got this. You got this. Do you, you don't want to... All right, no, I'm not even going to keep... I already gave him the shout-out twice. Jack Wilson, you had the first piece, dude. Oh, Jack Wilson. That's right. Yeah, fuck uh, it. He had a custom hoodie. He's the only one with a hoodie. Damn, that's Still sick. to this day. He made one himself because we didn't fucking do... That was not a train wreck at all, dude. That was that was leaning on one track and then I landed back on the other one and I'm good. Fuck yeah. We just hit three hours. <laughs> nice. Love you guys. We did Love it. Y'all, dude. We all did this. We all did this. Yeah, you guys did a put three hour one. Five people back on. Thank you. And then she started with a fucking wine like a wine of glass. A wine, a of, wine glass. of glass. Yeah, wine look at you. Like, why don't you zoom in on yourself and finish the episode for us? Uh, like two hours and fifty eight minutes. So well, she didn't want to be like us, I know, fucking douchebag. Well, wine makes me sleepy, so it's wine does make me sleepy too. Oh yeah, we got the closing music. Oh, is this is this the this, this is, is the live bagging. bagging music, dude? Yes. Indeed. Nobody bought anything because we didn't plug it in the beginning, dude. And we didn't have the professor, dude. We All right, shout out, professor. Tonight. We love you, professor. Shout out to the professor. Hope your family's good. We fucking love you to death. Uh, <laughs> I love that, dude. Fun. Anyways. Um, right. we're, we're going in circles, but we are, love you are guys we? for the ninth love time. You, dude. you guys are sick, dude. Yeah. Your hair is beautiful. Um, be- hope to see you, I mean, dude. Both of your guys' hair, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking, I don't want to grow that shit out, but uh, <laughs> I can't. Anthony, do, Anthony, do your thing. Anthony, do your thing. You're, you're uh, you're closing I, right dude, now. I, I don't even know what to say. Buy the shirt if you want to, please. Thank you. And go to our socials, Instagram. So what else, what else we have facebook all that shit uh find out where joel works uh, go say hi to him and, oh, I know uh, where joel works. <laughs> and go go support nicole support justin stay on twitch tell your friends to come over to twitch this is what we're doing over here we're having fucking parties and uh we'll see you next week